0: We need to acknowledge the fact that we are going into our eighth season and that means that this wow. is our fifth point. wow
1: yeah. five
0: seasons Woo. go us that's pretty go
2: us go us go us
0: K. Rowling, creator of the Harry Potter universe, is no longer its God. Oh, yeah? Since when? What happened? Oh, it's because some people are upset that her, she keeps expanding. Oh. Uh-huh. There's this whole article. So a Washington Post journalist has put up a story about it. Hmm. Well, apparently... This article from JK Rowling is like everywhere. What? Or this article about J.K. Rowling is everywhere. Uh, no. Speaking of Joe,
3: can I vent about whatever the hell the name of that thing is? The Cursed Child? What? Yes. Yeah,
0: Trisha. will vent with you.
1: hmm
3: Okay, you didn't finish it. Okay.
2: I didn't finish it and I'm I, I I mean I cheat anyhow. Yeah. When I read books. Yeah, so I kind of know what's going on. And usually when I cheat, it gets me more excited about the book. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just more and more disgruntled about it.
3: Yeah, so you you don't mind if I spoil you?
2: No, I don't care. Go right ahead. Okay, (laughs) now I don't
3: particularly mind that plot point. It squeaks me out to no end. Uh-huh. What I'm irrationally upset about is the fact that we don't know exactly how old she is. Oh,
2: Delhi or whatever her damn name is. Delphi.
3: Delphi? Delphi?
0: Yeah. yeah, Delphi. Yeah, I Uh-oh. was
2: wondering the same thing. I'm like, how in the world she's... Uh, I mean, I'm only in the first act, and I'm like, how old A lot of she? people
0: that I know, Trisha, that did not like the first act really liked the second. They, they got into the story much more when they got into... The second.
4: Doing things. Okay. okay.
0: There is. Hi.
3: But Hi. I'm upset at the fact that A, the Slytherins are Flanderized again. B, we don't get to see any more Hogwarts. C, everybody's freaking out about the fact that Al's in Slytherin. And Draco, or no. Yeah, well, Draco and Scorpius were the most rounded characters of the lot. Which is mm-hmm. wonderful, but... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, ah. I find it weird that um, a Al's in Slytherin and B not happy about it. Because if he was going to be so unhappy to be in Slytherin, he wouldn't be in Slytherin. Mm. If he took his dad's advice to heart and said, "Hey, maybe I am a Slytherin, and that's okay," he wouldn't be so depressed. I,
3: right. I can I can understand that because I'm sure he didn't mind every his being in Slytherin everybody else did, so they're making his life hell, and that's why he mm. minds. Not so much about the fact that he's in it, because Harry and co. didn't care. It's that everybody else is like, oh my god, the scion of Harry Potter. You know, blah blah blah, yeah, presumably. I suppose.
2: I suppose, um, but I, would see Harry, I could see Harry going, and especially Jenny going, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and get over <Oprah>. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the but, AM, but there's the only just, so much, but they don't. Much, have but
4: that. They don't clout against the kids, yeah. And apparently Polly Chapman's the one with uh, social power this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoever she is. Yeah.
0: Uh, nope. And then the fact that we're looking at the, uh, what the hell
2: is that? It totally sounds like somebody's rubbing a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering.
0: It's the
4: lid for my um, wonton soup. I was trying oh, to okay. open it subtly, but it didn't work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing Oh so, um, Scott.
0: I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> no,
2: but no. And the fa- the the time turner stuff, when they go back
3: to the fourth task, I love yeah. how they're just now letting us figure out that there's there was narration for the um, lake and the maze, because in canon, you get no idea what's happening. So for all we knew, everybody was just staring at a maze. Or the lake, and nothing they like, couldn't like see it. I mean, which,
4: which it seems really sense silly. It makes there'd be something because yeah. we know right. that Ludo was doing it for the first one. That's true.
2: But oh, I, we, I always thought it would be like a bit, you know, how, how like when we watch like football and stuff like that, and they have like yeah. it's common they have cameras. Yeah, and it's oh, kind like mean, of like the Hunger Games. They have they have scare, They have like
3: hidden. No, but I mean, at least they're broadcasting it. Like, yeah. Wizards don't have telly, so I didn't, you know, I just kind of never, I just never put two and two together. Yeah. Um,
4: I do kind of like the uh, the fanfic thing where the second task, like, everybody went out to the bleachers and watched them all dive in, and then left for, like, 45 minutes and then come back for the last 15 when they're supposed to be coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. There you go.
4: Um,
3: oh, and everybody was one-dimensional
4: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm that's the thing with the play you don't get um you know internal thoughts and descriptions and things and every the dimension comes to you from the actors which we don't get
1: still i don't know i'm
2: still having a hard time i'm like oh oh, i'm just getting i'm just trying to get through it and i'm like how far are you i'm still in the first act (laughs)
3: and the fact that scorpius and elvis didn't hook up i am very upset by this Several.
4: So I wasn't expecting them to, so I'm not.
2: No, <laughs> I know. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna sit there and when I'm reading, I'm like they're gonna hook up. Wait, no, they're not. Yeah, now you got the idea in my head. Now I'm gonna. <laughs> no. Thanks a lot. a Trisha, lot of people thought that I don't. They have
3: would to do think that, that idea in your head. Joe was very good at making it very ho yay. Mm.
0: I doubt it was Joe.
2: It just well, doesn't. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm really hoping Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Oh, that's, that's
0: going to be really good.
2: Because honestly, when I'm reading this, I mean, I know it's play form and how it is and stuff like that. It just doesn't, honestly, it just doesn't feel. It just didn't feel like it was rolling. I think it was By kind of Jack like with
4: J.K. Rowling. Yeah, exactly.
2: I think it was like her initials. Like, hey, this is kind of like a plot, and then they, then the other, who are the other people are. They kind of like did more of the dialogue because it just doesn't seem it's, like it's her, dialogue. Not her dialogue at all. It's not, it's not yeah. Oh,
3: and waste of a perfectly good character in Astoria. Poor
0: Astoria.
3: Mm-hmm. I know. Oh. Who's she? Uh, Draco's wife, Daphne Greengrass. Oh yeah, sister.
1: she died, yeah.
2: didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. It, she, yeah. She, she just hey, nothing. I got that far. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: 'Cause we can't have any kids with like normal happy home lives. That just doesn't work.
3: Oh, God forbid. <laughs> I honestly think you. you would think you would need some And then I'm gonna totally spoil the ending. So Trisha cover your ears if you don't wanna hear this. I don't care. Okay. The fact that Rose was all like miss you know, evil Slytherins, blah blah blah, especially to, to, to Elvis and in the end, she like magically hooks up with Scorpius.
2: Oh, that's little, little, that's what yeah. I have, that was going to happen.
4: Yeah. That I saw coming.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like. I'm her. in the first. I'm in the first act. I know that's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. The only thing I think is the only thing that I think is funny right now. Hold oh, on. No, not My brain tough. My brain farted.
0: Trisha. That happens. Just yeah. wait until you meet the trolley witch.
2: I oh, remind her, holy hell, I wasn't expecting that. Ugh.
1: Yeah.
2: I was like, oh, my God, she's like a succubus or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, she's knew. like a banshee and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, my God.
4: My first reading that, I was like, do they train them all to say the same thing with the, when they hand out the candy? What's going on? And the, this is actually the same one who's was supposed to have been there for a thousand years? So, I don't know. 120. Hmm. Trains, oh.
3: were, trains aren't a thousand years old, dear.
4: <laughs> yes, but it, it says, says something about Helga or Rowena being so disappointed in her, and they weren't no, no, around. No, 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 they no, no. It wasn't no,
3: Rowena. It was, it was, um... Oh, her name starts with an O. Oh.
4: No, it was wh- whoever she... the headmistress was at the time?
3: No, it was the lady who, who like, invented the Hogwarts Express or, like, decided that that's what they were going to use. It's, it's oh, not. Okay. It doesn't do affect, so, yeah.
4: But even so, 120 years. Yeah, yeah that... that's true.
3: No, that was the other thing. Um, Trolley Witch. Oh, the part where she's like, you know, Fred and George tried to, like, get off the train, and the Marauders tried to get off the train. I'm like, can you, like, invent new characters here? Can we get some, like new blood into this instead of like rehashing the same characters over and over. Oh,
2: well, that's well I mean, that's, that's, right. that's fantastic. You know,
4: we'd be the ones that would try.
2: Well, I know they would.
4: But yeah. it's the, you know, uh, my question is where was she when the Dementor showed up?
2: Yeah! I Kind of scared those suckers away. I wouldn't want to be around her even if I was a Dementor. Holy yeah. hell! I don't know. I pictured like, like a woman getting me. like beaky and not all this other, but yeah, it was kind of scary.
3: She said nobody was supposed to get off the train. She didn't say anybody about not getting on it.
1: That's true.
4: <laughs> and I guess Death Eater attacks don't count because whoever took Luna from the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was she
1: wasn't trying, that she wasn't trying to
4: get off she voluntarily.
0: She wasn't trying to get off, yeah. Somebody took her.
4: I
2: wonder how they took
3: her off the train. Did they, like, apparate?
1: Mm-hmm. I think you they, would think they
3: have
2: a vantail operation.
3: On you'd the- think. And trying
0: to operate off a moving train that
4: I think it would just be hard, yeah.
0: I think they stopped the train, like they did yeah, in the movie. Yeah, that would
4: probably make sense.
0: That's possible. Where, you know, explosions no,
4: on the line or whatever.
0: Yeah, they just stood a Death Eater in the front of the train and the train and hoped the train would stop. Had I been driving, <laughs>
1: it wouldn't have. I don't
2: think I'd no. stop.
0: Eh, oh,
1: what,
2: what, What's what's the slow motion thing?
4: <laughs>
2: that's how they got at the stop what the slow oh, motion the thing
4: um arresto oh. momentum yes
0: yes
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> i think that they had two death eater eaters on either side of the train with an invisible rope pretending like they were pulling it <laughs> and the conductor decided that they better stop because you know you don't know what you're going to hit And then they boarded the train into Gluna.
2: It could could be like the... um,
4: Mime Death Eaters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Polar Express and they they run into Moose.
1: (laughs) Moose! On the track!
4: Oh dear. Somebody needs to write this fic now.
1: Oh it's goodness. magic
2: moose is on the track that makes a train stop. <laughs> oh my. Okay. I I'm going over
0: to I'm sorry,
4: sir, there are cows on the line.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're not cows, they're mooses. does does, does, does the UK have Oh, no, they're going
4: mooses? through the highlands. They probably run to the Here
3: Wait, or can we got sheep? Oh, God. Wait, is moose one of those words where moose is singular and plural? It's not like yeah. moose or something. No, it's mooses.
4: Oh, oh it is?
0: It? I don't know. No, like
4: moose, moose is moose. It's like moose deer. Moose is
0: moose? What are, like, okay. what are we naming moose this? Moose are moose. Magic moose on the <laughs> Magic <laughs> track. Magic moose on
4: the We may come up with other more related stuff. Later. I'm
0: sending Melinda texts. She's going to be drinking before we get to this.
4: Oh, boy. We haven't even started her pick yet.
2: I know. That's what I wrote. I think, it don't make you think it's like Magic Mike. It's <laughs> Magic Moose.
0: Magic. I'd stop for Magic Mike on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I would, too. I
0: ran
4: like into Moose one of Ma- from Riverdale High now, or what?
1: I
2: ran into Ooh. one of Magic Mike's co-workers. I thought you were going to say you ran into a Moose. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I never ran into a Moose, what? but what? I, I ran into Magic Mike's co-workers. Uh,
0: real Magic Mike's co-workers, or you just ran into strippers?
2: <laughs> no, real Magic Mike's co-worker. Um, Joe Maganelli, he's the one that did the making the girls smile. Okay. Okay. He's from, he's from Pittsburgh and he works in the same town that I work in. I mean, he's from the same town that I work in. And so I'm walking down, I'm like, la, 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 la. And I look up and I see this really tall, handsome guy. And I'm thinking, damn, he's hot. And I keep walking, and he's wa- and he smiles at me. I'm like, yeah, I got a guy smiling at me. And I walk past him. He goes into a store. I walk past him, and I stop dead in my tracks and go, Oh my God, it's Joe Maganelli! <laughs> Did you go back and talk to him? No, I was too. I was too. I was kind of too afraid. Aw, <laughs> the Gryffindor, and he just went, <laughs> 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 and and so I was like, I'm like. I text my girl. I'm like, Joe McAnally. I just ran into him, and he's really, really cute. They're like, take a picture. And I'm like, I can't take a picture. I don't want to be like one of those fan, freaky girls. <laughs> so I go into my office, and I tell the cop, I work with three guys now. So it's just me and three guys. And I go, Joe McAnally's there. and they're And they're all like, he wasn't married yet to Sophia Laurent, and they're like, is Sophia there? I go, I don't know. The guys caught up and ran down I go, take a picture for me!
0: <laughs> Did you get a picture? Just in case.
2: No, I never got a picture, so I'm hoping maybe I can run into him this week, this year, again.
0: <laughs> okay. You can say, oh, we've got to stop running into each other like this. I know.
2: <laughs> I just kind of want to run right into him because his ass is right in front of my face because he's just that tall. <laughs> and I'm kind of hoping I run into him backwards when he's not facing me.
1: Great. <laughs> and I can go into <laughs> <through>
2: his ass. <laughs> oh dear. Uh,
3: I'm already sobbing with laughter
0: <laughs> over here. Oh, and going to be drinking by the time she gets, we
3: get. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> No, no, tell Melinda to drink before she listens.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
4: You'll just have to tell her that. Uh, start 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay,
0: we'll start the fic. Should we start the fic? We haven't talked to each other in forever, but I think we should. But I, know. I think we need to acknowledge the fact that we are going into our eighth season, and that means that this oh. is our fifth season because we took over in the fourth
4: I think so, yeah. We did peon Cast during Season 3. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five seasons. Woo!
0: Go us!
4: That's
2: pretty... Go us! Go us! Go us! Hmm. So,
0: well, hi, Miss Maggie. We don't have hmm. Alex today. We have Miss Maggie has come in to see what's happening up here. Um, we Mitch.
4: haven't had her on a podcast yet.
0: No, no, we haven't had Miss Maggie on the podcast. Miss Maggie is my new kitten. We have, uh. we have Maggie and Jack. And Jack...
4: Yes, never Jack is me. the newest, right?
0: Yeah, well, we've had Maggie maybe two days longer than Jack, or a day longer than Jack. Hmm. So,
4: they're both pretty... I,
2: I still have Fleur.
0: Yes, because Fleur doesn't get out of the house.
2: Oh, no, she likes being out of the house now. Does she? Oh, hmm mm-hmm. yeah, she gets to, she goes, she goes out, I have a little fenced-in area, she goes out there every once in a oh, while now.
1: Got her in the yeah. yard?
2: Yeah, I got a little front yard for her to, she can go in, and then she eats grass and I have to yell at her.
0: Aw. Well, Maggie's trying to figure out exactly what walking on the waterbed means, because she's very cautious, like, Okay, this is moving underneath me, this is weird.
2: <laughs> oh, hopefully she doesn't yeah, we'll have any be, claws, yes. and then all the claws... Go, and then I can see little spritz of water. No, no, no. Oh, that's no. Alex.
0: And it's been 100 degrees here the last couple... Today is 80. We're all freezing. Like, I had mm-hmm. goosebumps. <laughs> it was crazy. So, uh, I've been sleeping with just the sheep, because it's so hot. And then he wants to come and sleep with me, which is fine, but he has to need... And I'm so afraid he's going to put holes in my bed that I kick him off the bed, and then he gets mad at me and huffy and walks out. <laughs> or he climbs up on my chest and kneads my chest and digs his claws
2: in. I'm like, so oh, ow. ow! 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 So glad I don't have cats! Well, my cat doesn't have a front claw, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
0: Mooney listened to The missing, the Case of the Missing Kittens today, or at least did the commentary on it, and one of her notes was, I'm so glad I don't have cats. <laughs> I have no idea what the cats were doing. Apparently they ate somebody or something, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, some, yeah, I don't think they literally did something about,
3: oh, what was it? And you were talking about something, like, non-sequituring about eating things. And some Scott was like, it's a good thing the cats didn't eat whatever, uh, you know, somebody or something. And I was just like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they will. A dog won't. But if you die and you're in a locked house, the cat will eat you. very quickly. Oh, God, help us all.
4: Eventually. But the dog, I the dog. Imagine it will... takes from a while.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they're just like, oh, goody dinner. No,
3: dogs do, too, if uh, if uh, Stephen King is any judge.
4: <laughs> well, I yeah, well Stephen even. King's universe is a little off. <laughs> I did get clawed by um, Lloyd the other day, a few weeks ago now, I guess.
3: You have a cat, too?
4: He's um, my landlady's cat, so he uh-huh. lives upstairs and wanders around outside, but if when I come home, he'll come through the downstairs there with me door with me, and I'll let him back upstairs and things, but sometimes he hangs out for a while. Because um, he likes to explore unless he's hungry, and then it's time to go upstairs and have dinner. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> Um... I don't know. It was it was a weekend day sometime. It might have been something that I was not particularly worried about doing anything at a particular time, so I let him come and sit on me and just sat on the couch with him for a while. Mm-hmm. But... Um, he decided to groom my beard, and so he, he was, like, lying up on my chest and hanging on to the collar of my T-shirt to keep himself up there while he's grooming half of my beard, and I ended that up with, is like...
3: adorable.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I had to, every now and then, I'd have to like poke one of his paws to shift if he's getting a little too spiky on that one. Yeah, <laughs> they,
0: they start to dig in and that really hurts.
4: Yeah, so I got half of my beard groomed and then I guess he decided that was enough or he it was a lost cause or something. And went off <laughs> to do something else.
2: He's like, I'm done.
0: Uh, Or the
4: other half was too hard to reach, or I don't know.
0: You need to market this. Beard grooming. Cat beard grooming.
4: (laughs) Yep. I think they sell, you know, brushes and combs and things probably a little easier.
0: Oh, but not nearly as much fun.
4: (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm sure cat spittle is is good for the beard. I don't know how, but it's got to be, you know.
4: I don't know. It's hard to say. Their tongues are pretty dry. It was probably the closest thing to fur that he could find. He had tried to sort of lick my arm every now and then, but there's not nearly as much fur on that. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So what you're telling us is that you're a cat man.
4: I guess. I'm, I'm a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Most other people's pets like me because I will sit there and let them sit on me. Mm-hmm. and Whatever.
2: Dear a pushover.
4: Yeah. Sometimes I'm uh, not as kind to Lloyd because I have to go eat or podcast or do other things. So I, you know, stand around and don't sit on anything. But <laughs> <laughs> Or I go sit on the top step and pet him briefly and then he'll go around me and go in the door.
0: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes there's things that you have to do and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like us with the chickens and other critters. Mom got up and did the chickens for me this morning because my back was out last night. So far, I'm, I'm okay. Last night, I couldn't have podcasted. I was in agony. So mm. she, I was just getting up, and I think she heard me moan, and she's like, I'm going to do the chickens. You don't have to rush. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> but hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to get up on time. This is my last week without work. I start back to work next Monday. Oh, my. Our
1: our start school today.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Our kids don't start for another two weeks. Well, the... I don't uh, start for another three weeks. Yeah. The regular kids don't start for two more weeks. weeks. The um, preschoolers, my preschoolers, won't start until the third week of September. But our kids always start late. Because we have to have parent orientation and different things like that uh, they don't they don't start with the regular elementary school kids we're on a very different schedule it's uh, weird this time around halloween day is on a monday and huh? we don't have kids it's a staff day but a, not a kid day and the day yeah. before thanksgiving is a staff work day but not a kid day which huh. is very weird very unusual for us i don't know what's going on it'll be interesting if to i rec- call correctly
3: I believe starting this year, Thanksgiving holiday will be a week long. Wow! I don't know how to feel about that. Actually, I'm rather upset because I think we're still paying the same amount of tuition, and they've cut the school week or the school year by two weeks in
0: the last couple of years. Hmm. They're lengthening yeah. hours. Really? Yeah, we have a new mandate coming down. We mm. we have an extra, I think, 15 days with kids. And they want us to go from four hours a day with the kids to six hours a day with the kids. Oh, my. But oh. I suppose <laughs> that we should talk about Miss Melinda's book so that Trisha and Mooney can go to bed at a reasonable time. No, I don't care. I don't have
3: school yet, and my roommate's not home, and whatever. I but care. I can tell you all about my, my <laughs> summer later. It's been a long summer.
0: Hmm. So I went to a university... Two weeks ago okay uh, for training. Yeah. And I had no idea how little university
4: rooms are.
0: Holy smokes. Yeah. Dorm rooms. Yeah. There's some
3: Well, it depends. It depends. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. It depends on the university. U of S wasn't too bad. Um, Although I got a single room. So
3: that was- I have a friend who was, whose room was so small that she had to put her bookshelf on top of her dresser to have enough room to move around.
0: Well, this one, the bed, I I walked in and I went, uh, there is no way I'm going to be able to sleep in this bed because I'm going to have to crawl. I'm going to have to climb up to it and then crawl across the bed and my knees won't let me crawl anymore. Hmm. So I was like, what am I going to do? And then I noticed somebody else had their bed lowered and I was like, how did you get a bed with a low? And she said, oh, you got to go ask so-and-so. They'll show you how to do it. But mm. the beds are so high because the the dresser drawers are underneath the beds. Oh, not yeah, the desk. a lot of them do that. So we had to pull the dresser out, put it underneath the other bed, because I was, I was in a double room, but I was the only one in there. Mm. And then we were able to drop my bed so that I could sleep in it without having to climb, which was very nice. I am
3: so glad I didn't have to do that. I would have been scared witless every time I went to bed.
0: Well, I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I... It was yeah, you know my bed, my water beds, two and a half, three feet off the floor. These beds were maybe four feet up. Yeah,
2: they a were... lot of time they have them. They have them upside down. What? Um, no, I didn't go to college per se, but I had friends that went to college, and what they would do is they had the headboard and stuff like that. They would flip the frame upside down, so it would be taller, so you could get the the, ma- oh. the dresser in it and then put the bed put the bed on top of it so it would be like four feet off the ground so they would have more room
0: mm-hmm. yeah this just was on a you just pulled the mattress off pulled the ends apart dropped the bed springs for bet, lack of a better word in mm-hmm. you know kind of and then stuck them back in the holes so that it it was very adjustable
3: yeah, my room
0: on campus, my flat on campus, the bed was tall enough that I could put a lot of
3: stuff underneath it, which was great, but it was so tall that even sitting on the edge of the bed, I couldn't reach the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. And on that note, I suppose we should start the eighth season of Potterfic Weekly. Oh, oh my goodness. Yay! That is pretty amazing.
4: There's something weird going on. I'm-
2: we need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. We could.
1: Hey.
4: You've got three now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what have you done, Alex?
0: You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs>
4: oh, dear.
2: Wow. I... You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there.
0: <laughs> oh. And I told Alex you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter
2: my
1: chamber?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you do, do that again? <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Who dares enter
0: <into> my chambers?
1: <laughs>
2: Save yeah. that for something, it totally needs to be cute. You know
4: what? I think she just replaced oh. Scott. <laughs> Sex and snorkel Awkward. Yeah, Google, I have food's Google, food. Okay,
1: yes. Google
0: food is always useful. Okay, Google food came I was out, having out with us. Fun.
4: Well, that's oh. always good too.
2: We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I trust was to
0: say, me. I don't want to know what kind of fun <laughs> you were having.
2: And that's all we're going to say about that because...
0: Because <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are
4: evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing.
2: Oh... Did you want to hear my stupid story?
4: Yes.
0: <laughs> I know you did uh, something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just brought a lot of memories and I'm thinking, oh, shit.
0: Me and my oversharing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you do like to do that.
4: She flews the headmaster's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious death eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just...
0: (laughs) 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 Because we were slightly off-topic.
2: Off-topic?
0: Us? Never. Never. No, not at all.
2: How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know.
0: We're in-depth when we're not off-topic.
3: Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. Gave you some big brassy balls.
0: Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I,
2: I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles! <laughs> okay. I hate being responsible. Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Tricia. And I'm Mooney.
0: And we are starting our our eighth season with a Melinda Leo story um, that she wrote last year.
4: You can find it on Sink Into Your Eyes, phoenixsong.net, or fanfiction.net. There we go. It's called These Cuts I Have, and it begins right after the last main chapter of Deathly Hallows, before the epilogue. It's right at the end of the Battle of Hogwarts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So Harry's supposed to go for a nap, and he can't go, go for a sleep, and he can't get any sleep.
1: No.
0: Yeah, he can't He can't even get into the dorm room, because the fat lady won't let him in.
4: He doesn't know the password. He <laughs> doesn't know the password.
0: See, correct me if I'm wrong,
3: but didn't Dumbledore's office gargoyle thing was just like, whatever's, and let him in?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah!
4: But They have lower standards.
0: That lady oh. is made of <laughs> sterner stuff. She won't let him in, and so they decide that they're going to have to go back downstairs to the Great Hall, which is where they don't really want to be. Really? Couldn't they
3: have, like... I had one of the portraits to go and get somebody or like sent a patronus
0: or something. Well, they could have probably sent the patronus, but I imagine most of the portraits They're all are, exhausted. They're not gone.
4: thinking straight.
0: Yeah. And yet they want to exhaust themselves further by
3: climbing down another seven flights of stairs.
2: You know what I would be doing? it'd be called it'd be called I'll be riding the handrail all the way down.
3: <laughs> I'd just sleep on the floor. Yeah. I mean they could conjure sleeping bags, can't they? Yeah,
4: but they're not too pulling Neville and curl up in see
2: sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, but then they wouldn't have some of these conversations that they get to have. So we're going back to the Great Hall anyway.
0: Yeah, and we find Ginny squeezing Molly's shoulder, and she's just been, you know, standing there trying to comfort her mom. Who has, you know, explored I- explored? Wow, I haven't even had a mic's tonight. Who has shown extraordinary courage when she battled Bellatrix, and now she's got Ginny under one arm and George under the other. Ah! Ah! Trisha,
2: I got attacked by a mall. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Not quite a bat,
0: that's good.
4: And that's an intro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming after me and I was trying to tell it to go away and
1: just came after me. Oh Okay,
2: sorry.
0: So they're they're grieving Fred's death and standing there. And she's trying to comfort her mom. She's got George on one side of Molly and her on the other and she's glancing around and she sees Luna, being Luna. You know, staring at something only she can see. It's probably the Rock Spurts.
2: <laughs> and, she... and then she, she notices that the, the, the trio is gone and then she looks up and there he is.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Na, 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 na.
2: And you can see, I could just see, like, you hear the music in the wind blowing his hair back. <laughs>
4: not that it's not well-deserved, but mm-hmm. yes.
3: Oh, speaking of romantic music, I texted Sue the last time I was at a pub in D.C. before I left, and I was like, they're playing Turnaround! (laughs) (laughs) Except that they were playing, like, the disco weird version. uh, Yeah, it
4: it was icky. Uh, We may have to find that, just for comparison. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So, Ginny abandons her mother and goes to find Harry. Shoulders and elbows her way through them. And his eyes light up. And then he just sort of sinks into himself again. Because he's so exhausted. And he mumbles to himself, finally, more than a dot. And she has no idea what he's talking about. But we know Mm -hmm. that it's because he's been watching her dot on the map. And then Molly grabs Ron. (laughs) And... They say that they went up to Gryffindor because they need to sleep and they don't know the password and Arthur says it's victory. Minerva told us she changed it tonight, uh, this morning, so we could all sleep. And Ginny's just, you know, surrounded by all of this grief and she's looking at George and
4: yeah. he's... And they just realize that Harry really is absolutely exhausted. He's tripping over the staircase trying I don't blame to him. get back to...
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: they... Ron and Charlie basically hoist him up to bed. And yeah, and he's... Then, just... Yeah, and then we have him waking up the next day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: From a nightmare. Of course. Yeah, I would be having some nightmares, too, after that kind of... Oh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's...
0: Yeah,
4: he has a lot of them in this story, but it's not at all surprising. Mm-mm.
0: No. And he, he realizes that somebody took off his jeans and his shoes, but he's still in his torn, filthy T-shirt. Stained with blood and dirt and all kinds of stuff,
4: and he's just like,
0: So he Mm. yanks that off.
4: He looks at his clothes. Heads into the. Yeah, it's four in the morning.
0: Mm -hmm. How does he have any clothes? Doesn't
3: Hermione have all of his stuff in her bag?
4: What he was wearing at the time. Or you mean other clothes to put on? Oh,
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Where that handbag went.
4: He apparently has a knapsack.
2: Oh, that's it's right. Because he says
4: after he's finished his shower, he locates his knapsack at the foot of his that's bed. That's
1: right, that's what I forgot about so that. That's
4: where his clothes are. Um, I guess she wasn't carrying absolutely everything, or they'd separated some of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, but say, yeah, he heads I, into I,
4: the I washroom to have a shower, and, and it turns out he's just as bloody and beat up as his t shirt is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, really? I hadn't
0: thought.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have looked in the mirror, <laughs>
0: no, and he has this terrible black bruise on his chest where the killing curse hit him, and a little tiny uh lightning bolt there too, no, and he keeps hearing like, oh
4: great, just been, just what I needed. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. another one well, he
3: doesn't quite have a tattoo hip or a hippogriff tattoo on his chest, but now he's got a chest tattoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He would have been better off with the hippogriff. or a moose. I'm not sure which now. Moose.
4: <laughs> you could always put the the horn tail or whatever over top of it and just yeah. work it in to the design. Yeah,
0: that's true. So, but he hears Voldemort's. Words, you have permitted your friends to die for you.
4: Yes. And this is going to become a theme for Harry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: he just can't get over that, even though at the time he was like, Phew, whatever. Oh, yeah. Because he was being mad at Voldemort, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Damn it. He let Voldemort into his head. Yeah. Guilt
4: Complex, Volume 7. I don't know.
0: So he bolts from the room. He grabs. I think he. He tries for the invisibility cloak, so he. but he can't find it. So he bolts from the room, silently creeping, but, you know, bolting all the same, and goes down to the great hall where he finds... He thinks that he's going to find a bunch of people shrouded on the floor, and what he ends up finding is Tom Riddle.
4: Ugh. Well, he finds all the various bodies... And then there's a noise, and he doesn't want to run into anybody, so he goes off into a side room, and there's Tom's body just by itself, and he's mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't want to be here, but he doesn't want to go out either, and, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Mr. Weasley finds him.
4: Yes. Which is probably good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And he's kind of, even though he didn't want to be there, it was interesting for him, too, because... Dead probably Voldemort ca- is a lot less scary. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, yeah, probably cathartic.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: to be like he's dead this time. It's like one of
4: the things. Um,
3: Small in this case.
4: Yeah. Voldemort.
3: Yeah, I think he'd be. I think he'd look scared.
4: Yeah, hmm. it's apparently just neutral as far as we're described. It describes it as still, but who knows? Um, it reminds me of one of the things that I saw probably on Facebook, because that's where I see most of these things, although I imagine it came from Tumblr originally, um, people being mad about things in the movies, and one of them was uh, they're furious that they did the whole disintegration thing oh, when yes. yep, died. Oh, yes, <laughs> yep, yep,
3: yep, yep, I hated that too.
4: the whole description in the book is that he thuds to the ground as an ordinary mortal guy right. dead. Now. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing supernatural or, you know special about him. And, yeah. And then.
0: So he wants to know why Mr. Weasley's in there and Arthur says that they're taking turns staying so that you know there's nobody's left alone. And that would be creepy. Mm-hmm. To sit there with Voldemort's body. Yeah. But you know, if somebody snuck in and stole it or something like that, that would be a terrible thing.
3: And then they would what is the word necromancy? Mm-hmm.
4: I don't think there actually is necromancy in Harry Potter world, but except for some of the stuff that Voldemort was doing, so maybe. Well,
3: that wasn't necromancy though, except no, for the
2: inferi.
4: Yeah, there were inferi, and there were whatever wherever he found those body creating rituals, but those aren't exactly well, he wasn't necromancy. was dead though. No, it's true. So it probably wouldn't work at this point, but I guess that wouldn't stop somebody trying, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Mr. Weasley says you need to don't worry about anything, Harry. You need to take care of yourself. And Harry's like, "I'm fine," <laughs> which is <what laughs> you, uh, that's going to become a catchphrase too. I'm fine.
4: Also a theme, yeah. Mm. It's just Harry's thing that he says, and he also um, he tries to apologize to Mr. Weasley for Fred because mm-hmm. everything's his fault. Um,
2: Harry, Harry, I know. I yeah. want to punch Harry in the head.
4: <laughs> I don't think it would work at this point. No,
2: <laughs> no I still. But yeah, and,
4: and, and, and I like. But he does. He offers if there's anything I can do, and Arthur says that's fine. But uh, thank you, but you have nothing to be sorry for, and then we'll all once bills checked the damage to the borough and reset the wards. We'll all head over there, and you are coming too. Mm-hmm. Because so we need to be together with each other. Yeah. So, and that's where they. They end their conversation for now.
1: And
0: we end our chapter.
4: Mm-hmm. And we switch to Ginny's point of view. So this is apparently going to be a multi-view story. story. We've had Harry and Ginny twice now, I think. Um, and I I think later in these we get to Hermione and Ron, or, her, or at least one of them. Yes. Um, so Ginny's waking up, and she's waking up in the morning because most of the people got up and had some supper after their nap and uh, then went back to bed. George and Harry, they just sort of let sleep
1: because mm-hmm.
4: they were the most knackered.
0: Good word, knackered.
1: <laughs>
0: and she was so knackered when she went to bed that she didn't remember to pull her her curtains around her four-poster. So she's been awakened to the sun, and she looks over, and Hermione was still in enough smarts to actually pull her drapes around the bed so yeah.
4: and so are her uh, her roommates Liz and Siobhan
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, are slipping sleeping there as well so I guess her mind be sleeping in... that? yeah that's how I've seen it or heard it pronounced a number of times there's probably ah. multiple ways of doing it but that is that's a um, valid way to do so huh.
2: uh, good if I never could pronounce a person's name, I give them a new name mm-hmm. with the same. Name.
4: Yeah, <laughs> what is it's this? It's probably this lady's like name? technically, if you go back far enough, it would be like Siobhan, but that's how I pronounce. Now it's more it. like yeah. Siobhan.
2: Okay, yeah. I call her Si.
4: That works. That could work. That works.
2: <laughs> yeah. She was Si from now on.
4: <laughs> Let's just call her Susan. <laughs> or whatever.
2: Very Spell.
3: Speaking of which, I don't remember if um, which chapters it, do- it she gets to this, but in the author's notes, Melinda Leo's explaining her hatred for Susan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, let's not call oh, her dear. Susan. That'll get us in trouble. Yes.
4: Yeah, we can't do that to Melinda, first, so, but
0: Ginny's anyway, thinking... both
4: her roommates are asleep, and I guess Hermione's in Ginny's room now. Yeah, They're. Didn't have a keeping each game. other company
0: and mm-hmm. so she's thinking harry's finally free he hadn't really been dead even though she thought he was and her heart stopped and everything and then she hears ron's angry outburst and she has to go to invis- investigate and he's in there going don't tell me to calm down i need to know where he is right now and she finds out that harry's missing
4: yeah, of course. Ron's gone a little bit nuts, mm-hmm. because as we find out um, a little ways into this scene, well, everybody's like, okay, Ron, calm down. He went wandering around the halls. He does this. Ron says, the last time he was out of my sight, he died. Yeah. So. Oh,
2: Ron. Oh, Ron.
4: Ron's feeling a little overprotective. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ron has a saving people thing. Well, it's not a saving people thing. It's just a saving Harry thing now. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. He wants to know where Ron, where Harry, Hermione, and Ginny are at all times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And probably extends that to the rest of his family as well. Um, And Hermione, ever
0: ever the reasonable one, says, have you checked the map? And he's like, no, (laughs) because it's in your bag. Oh,
1: all right. Oh, right. Okay, let's get it then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At which point, Arthur and Harry come in and Ron's like, where have you been? And it's like, all right, just take a breath.
4: It's okay. Don't yell at the exhausted fellow. But, uh, mm -hmm. and then um, at some point, Ron was wondering if he was up with Ginny. And she's like, no, you know, my boys can't get up those stairs. And Charlie's like, why would he be up with Ginny? Why are you thinking these things? Why are you okay with this? (laughs) uh, Uh. Yeah. Yeah. and Ron the kid just you know, died for Charlie.
3: Too. He can shag your sister if he wants to.
4: <laughs> That's he hard, hard for any older things. brother to get their head around. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's also the one who's been away the most, so he hasn't really been there to watch them grow up. Like the last time we saw Charlie was fourth year.
0: Right. Mm. So yeah, he doesn't know that there's been there's a relationship there
2: well, it's, it's, it's also an older brother always thinks his little sister is a certain age i'm like my brother always thinks i'm yes i'm 40 years old now oh god i meant that <laughs> and my brother still thinks i'm 16 uh-huh.
4: so. yeah as far as charlie's concerned Ginny is 12 and there would be no reason for any boys to ever be in her bedroom uh, mm-hmm. but,
1: exactly
4: mm-hmm. but eventually he does sort of get over it once he has a chance to experience them as who they are now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: At this point, he's just having a little bit of um, older brother stuffiness and uh, Ron kind of knocks it out of him. Shocking.
0: Who the thunk? Well, and Ron, G- I love Ginny. Ginny calls him on it. Ron, you're overreacting. And he's like, overreacting, overreacting. He died for you. You know, and he's just like going off and, yeah. and she's like, and that's,
4: and this is really- when Charlie, Decides to uh, try to get to the bottom of this, and he's like stepping closer to Harry threateningly because he's used to being the bigger guy, and Ron just blasts him across the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Charlie, now is not the time. When everybody's yelling, you kind of want to be calm. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, it worked, I guess.
0: So Bill comes in the voice of reason here who's been out checking the burrow he says that you know it's it's okay and he tells harry that kingsley um wants to see him in the headmaster's office he's the
4: acting minister and wants to meet yeah. with him
0: and so harry you know just woodenly turns to go and arthur's like go with him <laughs> i think he's got spell shock you need to go and so bill follows him and Ron wants to go, too, but
4: they, uh, Arthur says, I want to talk to all of you. What? Sit down. Cringe <laughs> I'm of chat
2: here. Cringe shudder.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harry doesn't quite know how he made it to the office, but there he is. And McGonagall gives him a cup of tea that makes him feel better, which is nice.
3: He needs something a hell of a lot stronger than tea. Make it an Irish coffee, at least.
0: Well, I think she's put a bit of a cheering charm in it. Oh, or, well, out. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He does suspect there's a little something extra in the tea. He doesn't say what exactly, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Could be Scotch, you never know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, if it's Minerva, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But Harry asks him, Kingsley asks him how he is, and um, Harry just says, I'm fine. Um, what were you saying? <laughs>
0: Why am I here? <laughs>
4: That's just his autopilot response to anybody saying the words "How are you?" I'm Uh,
0: fine. I'm fine.
4: I'm just picturing like people asking somebody completely different in the same room, and Harry just goes, "I'm fine."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Kingsley's trying to kind of get to the bottom of some of the things that were said between Harry and Voldemort during the battle, and
4: uh... Kingsley's heard of Portcraxes. Yeah, because there was a case. Earlier in his career as an auror, where they thought it might be horcruxes and turned out not to be, but he had some time researching them,
1: mm-hmm. and so
4: he recognized that word when Harry and Tom were talking to each other, right. and he wants to know what was going on there, and yeah, Harry explains that Voldemort had uh, <coughs> six of them, <clears throat> and um... not seven.
0: No, okay. no, no, not seven. We know nothing about Harry being the seventh horcrux. (laughs) Sorry.
4: (laughs) Yeah. This is another thing that Harry really is having some trouble coming to terms with, and that's going to continue through at least these eight chapters and probably the next section as well. mm -hmm. Maybe the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So everybody in the office is sworn to secrecy about the topic of horcruxes,
4: yeah, uh, so they explain to Bill and McGonagall what those are, and Harry goes through the list of what where they were and uh, what they were and how they found them.
0: Bill's like, uh, the diary? The one you destroyed? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> that one too. Okay, it is Snake, mm-hmm. and, and we find out that Dolores Umbridge is in custody. Yay! Yay! Yay!
4: She's going to be in one of the trials. Kingsley's going through, making sure everybody gets trials.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's learned his lesson from Sirius, mm-hmm.
2: and and I love.
0: And
4: Harry points out to them that Snape's lying out in the shrieking shack, and somebody should probably get him.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Harry. And mm-hmm. I love
0: Bill. You didn't seriously ride a dragon out of the bank, did you? And Harry's like, "We uh, seriously yeah. did." <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Uh, the goblins are a little distressed, shall just, we say? Just a little.
3: Really, I wouldn't have guessed.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we find out later, I think in these chapters, that they actually repossessed Harry's vault. <laughs> yes.
3: Um, I've read a couple of so books about that, that where um the trio are charged monetarily with repairing the bank or whatever the heck. And so they're basically turning over all their wages mm-hmm. to Gringotts. And there's one where I don't remember what the heck it was called. It was very, very good. But Hermione's working two jobs, one in the muggle world and one in the wizarding world to make ends meet, just using a time turner. It, it was it was fantastically written.
0: Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure it ever got finished, because I can't remember if I finished it or not, but I was reading that I as well.
3: I don't... Okay. I was reading actually two of those at the same time. It got very confusing.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward.
3: I kept sitting there going, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that was the other... Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. It's like the ones you read where, you know, Snape's being a jealous prat, and then you read another story where he's a nice guy, and uh, with cognitive dissonance. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know,
0: something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So Kingsley wants to know what to do with Tom Riddle, and, you know, they don't want to yeah. Put him somewhere where people are going to know where he is, because then he'll be, like, this try shrine,
2: the, this mecca, body and yeah. all that other bullshit. Can't, so,
0: can't you says, just, just, like...
4: Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
3: Can't you just, like, Evanesco him and, like, make him disappear? Well,
4: no. They don't think of that. That could be an idea. You could go all Buffy the Vampire Slayer on him and grind him to powder or whatever, but...
3: I'll grind his bones to make my burrito. However,
0: it goes. You could go all movie on him and make him disintegrate, but that's not what happened here.
4: No, it's true. Um, so Harry says, "Well, I don't really care what you do with him, but maybe put him in with uh, his Muggle father. He'd hate that." Mm-hmm. So they decide <laughs> to give him a, an unmarked plot in Little Hangleton.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's and then he talks about Snape's body and the. Shrieking Shack and that Snape really was good. And McGonagall mm-hmm. tells everybody that she's going to, you know, that everybody will have to go home because the school's not ready but she wants to start back on in September and she's going to let the Seventh Years come back and sit their newts if they want to.
2: Hermione is going to love it. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't they have to redo the entire year? Because they probably didn't learn anything.
0: Probably, but maybe some of them learned. Although, considering well, that yeah.
3: first year they didn't learn anything in defense. Um, yeah, I mean...
4: No, nor second no. year. Second
3: year they didn't learn anything in defense. Charms Fifth year they, and... they didn't learn anything. I think they learned something in the first yeah. year.
2: Not much, but they learned something. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. They learned a few things. He was just really hard to pay attention to. Yeah,
2: uh, he had a big turban that smelled like garlic.
4: Yeah, (laughs) but um, I mean, those years, they at least got their other classes. Um, But I think what they are doing is basically having the seventh years come back and join the sixth years. They're just Mm -hmm. Mm retaking the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why Hermione has to study during the summer, because she's Hermione. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And then Bill says, do you really have the Elder Wand? And he says, yeah, I need some help. We need to bury this back with Dumbledore. It's his, and that's where it needs to be. And Bill's like, "Are you sure?" Harry said, "No, yep."
4: Harry's like, "I don't need anything else famous in my life, thanks." Yeah. Uh, and also, Kingsley says, "You know, we're trying to reestablish the ministry, and a lot of orers are either you know suborned or killed. So, how would you like to be an orer?" And Harry's like, oh, "Well." Uh, that's kind of what I was wanting to do. So he has to think about it a little bit, but
1: mm-hmm.
4: eventually, I think in a chapter or two, he decides to go ahead with that. Um, and it's he asks for work help out with for some like other that. thing, but I, I'm not clicking right now what exactly that was.
0: I thought it so was we, just putting the uh, the wand back.
4: No, they they mentioned that before, but then oh. Um said, before what, yeah, go you back to the said, borough, is there some other thing?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, there's one other thing I could use help with, dot, 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 so you don't know what that is. Hmm. Do we ever silly. find out?
4: I feel like we must, but I don't remember what it was. Um. So I guess we'll see as we read through this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. And then we change scenes, and Ron's back at the borough. Bill and Harry are still at Hogwarts, and Ron can't shake the uneasy feeling that he doesn't like being away from Harry. Mm-hmm. Poor kid.
4: And of course, it's really weird just seeing George around the place because there's only one of him, and that's just not how the world works. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they're all having some troubles with that, and Ron's, you know, crying a little bit, and then Charlie comes in to talk to him, and so they have a bit of um, they have a bit of a talk. You know, sorry, I threw you across the room. Um... <laughs> Trisha, it's what just are you doing? Of... <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's making a squeaky noise. It's not you?
1: No. <laughs>
0: Somebody's squeaking. I'm not doing anything. I don't know. Alright, well it stopped now, so I guess we're good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Amy <making> Sorry.
4: <laughs> it's probably my containers again or something, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, that probably. makes sense.
4: Yeah. So, I was going to I'm mute sorry. to close them, but then I realized I was in the middle of saying a sentence, so that would be <laughs> awkward.
0: <laughs> it does make it a little harder to do that. So yeah, it's uh Rana. Apologizes to Charlie. Okay. Charlie's all, you know, I should have been more help, I should have done more, yada yada yada, and it, I don't
2: know yeah. exactly. I mean, he's he's away. He's living his life, and that's what you're supposed to do.
1: hmm So, yeah.
0: and he starts to say he's bunking with the twins, and goes, oh, I mean George, because he shouldn't be alone." Mm. Yeah. And it's stories like these that make me just go fox ears, and then I'm okay. Because <laughs> we know that I Fred will be refretted. If I read that one. Well, Fred is refretted, and he comes back, so it's okay.
4: Yeah, it's one of the ones that we covered last season or the season before?
0: A couple of seasons ago, yeah. yeah. Wait, that's not the one with Alfred,
3: right?
4: No. No, that's We Belong.
3: Oh, that's right.
4: Yeah, Fred is still gone in that one, but he finds, his son finds Well jewelry. Wait,
3: is this the one where George goes like time-traveling and goes to like resurrect Fred or something?
0: He doesn't yeah. resurrect him, remember. he just time-travels and grabs him right before he dies and brings him back with him. Oh, that's yeah. what he yeah.
4: does. Okay. He takes him out from under the wall that would would have fallen on top of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So and and so Ron and Charlie are talking. They talk about Percy coming back and different things like that. And then finally, Charlie says, "So our sister and the cho- chosen one, huh? That's going to take some getting used to."
1: And
0: Ron's like, "Well, they're good for each other." It's okay. And, you know, Harry died for us, all of us. And Charlie's like, he wasn't really dead. And he's like, yeah, get a look at his chest if you don't believe me.
4: Yeah, that's another thing that comes up a few times in this, is that most of them who were at the castle think Harry was faking being dead, Mm -hmm. not that he was actually killed and came back.
0: Right, because he was basically faking in... in Hagrid's arms at that point. Nobody really knows that he was killed and came back, except for yeah. Hermione what, and Ron, and now whoever they've told. Well, they certainly seem to believe him, judging by
3: their reactions in Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. But what Voldemort ought to have done was played with them a little bit to prove it in front of everybody, humiliated him a little more.
0: Yeah, well, he was pretty shaken himself, so...
2: Yeah, he's true.
4: better out of his frickin' mind. <laughs> well, Voldemort's been out of his mind for a while. Yeah. yeah. True. Uh-huh. That's true. Okay, kind of happens when you keep splitting yourself in pieces. I think, you know, not the most stable thing to do. But, yeah. Yeah, and then
0: there's you know, I hope that Harry doesn't get in trouble because of our, our break-in. And Charlie's like, that was true, the dragon and everything? And he says, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Harry jumped on the dragon's back and told us to follow, and I thought we were gunners. And Charlie's like, oh, never even ridden a dragon.
1: <laughs> Poor Charlie.
4: <laughs> yeah, dragons are his thing and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and Melinda
4: you're... has a little note that says, Yes, in canon, Harry was the one to jump on the dragon. I know the film is different, but that's because they give everything to Hermione. <laughs> that's
2: true. Touche. That's
0: true.
4: So, And then we're on to chapter three, Hard Truths.
3: My first note on this chapter is, like most of them, Oh, poor everyone.
4: <laughs> yeah. They're going through a tough time.
0: Well, yes, all of these funerals, you know, George and Remus and and, and Tonks, Tonks and, and yeah. Colin and oh yeah, it's
3: got
4: to be just so hard
3: and and and, and mm-hmm. who knows how many others? Fifty, I think they said. Mm-hmm.
4: I've never gone through more than one funeral in a week or months, even between
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: to go through all of these and
0: and they wanted to do them fairly quickly, so
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get Ginny's perspective of the Tonks Lupin funeral. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was, she was really fond of Tonks, and Tonks apparently, uh, you know, spent a week with her hair Weasley-colored just to give, keep Ginny company among all the boys. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good old Tonks.
4: And she's trying to be supportive for Harry because she knows that they were probably the closest to him out of all the people and that um, he'd been very supportive for her. Um, He and Hermione had been very supportive during Fred's funeral Mm
1: -hmm. because that's Mm
4: -hmm. when she and Ron broke down. She's kind of waiting for Harry to break down for this one. And he's been very stoic all week. Everybody except him has had some sort of mini breakdown and cried for a bit. Mm -hmm. He just refuses to let himself Right. And as we see later, when we're in his point of view, he just thinks that's normal and there's something wrong with him for wanting to cry all the time. People don't cry. Why is he trying? Why is he wanting to cry so much? And you're going, <laughs> yes, Harry, people cry when they're sad. This is what happens. Uh, and you're going,
0: dang those Dursleys for beating that out of him.
2: Oh, yeah. it's, it's also, I mean, he's just in freaking shock. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. It's just, she's
1: not, he just yes, has post-traumatic an stress disorder. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He
3: does. Do they have therapists? I forget sure if Melinda is the one who has, has a uh, note about
1: that.
4: Yeah, she does. a little in One of the later chapters that I guess in Britain generally going to counseling is less uh, prevalent than it is mm-hmm. in America. So she decided not to have, like, mind healers and such. But okay. they do have the concept of spell shock, and, and Arthur realizes this is what's happened to Harry. Mm-hmm. But,
2: well, yeah. the British go for a walk. That's how they yeah. sort of things. Or like, a cup of tea.
0: They go for a mm-hmm. walk. That's what mm-hmm. Cass said, too.
3: Yeah. Which is not a bad thing.
4: No. No, but...
3: But it's not necessarily enough, though.
4: Mm-hmm. No, actually, not it's for this up. sort of thing. I'm sure it does, but it yeah, also yeah. helps to dr- address some things directly. And Harry is not exactly the best at opening up and uh, letting his feelings be known. Really? So
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I don't know. You might have got that impression from huh? some other things. But, you know, he has a little trouble with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, And he sees Andromeda and little Teddy and that's kind of what makes him break down finally and he starts to cry and she tries to shield him and, and then the
4: cameras go off
0: yeah Ugh. and hestia jones go girl i think it's Hestia. goes yeah, and takes basically
4: it... breaks somebody's camera mm-hmm. or fixes I the film or something
0: i did <laughs> Yeah. You can't do that. Watch me. hmm <laughs> Now, you can leave peacefully or I will have someone escort you out.
1: <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah. And so Ginny asks him um, if he wants to go and talk to Andromeda or if they should just leave. Because she knows if he asks if she's all right, he'll just say, I'm fine. <laughs> right. So, uh, he says he wants to go and talk to Andromeda because he wants to see Teddy, and it's in this one particularly, which I think is mostly canon, but seems to get played up in fanfic a little bit. Um, Andromeda looks very much like Bellatrix, yeah. so it's always a little awkward. She did for in everybody. canon
1: too, yeah. yeah.
4: That's yeah, I, I can't remember, remember exactly, but yeah, so they all sort of go up and go, eh, no wait, not this one that's the other one, okay it's good, but I guess she's gotten used to it
0: Poor Andromeda
4: Yeah, that yeah. must be tough for her too mm-hmm. yeah. but, And while they're walking up there Harry also mentions, you know, the night we escaped for a drive, and Ginny thinks that's kind of sad, but always considers it escaping.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you know, it is. Oh, yeah. So, they have a little bit of a conversation, and it's awkward at first, but um, Harry mentions, you know, Remus had asked me to be the godfather, and I'd like to help, and... Andromeda says, I'm keeping him. And Terry's like, yes, of course you are. <laughs> uh,
2: Please keep him. I don't, I, I don't think I can handle that. I'm I don't 16, know why. Hey, bud, 17 years old. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I don't know why, but that irked me. That so. she said, I'm keeping him? Yeah, that she
3: would assume that he would take him. Well,
0: uh, it's because he says I, that, you know, they asked me to be the godfather. and that's I know, that I know, but it's just, godfather's I don't know. Role. I've seen that in several stories where she gets very defensive and says, you know, I'm keeping him. So it didn't, it's something that I've
2: seen a lot. I think it's, I mean, you know what? I can see that she just lost everything. No, Mm -hmm. I I get, I get why.
3: Just somehow, I don't know what it is, but it like sets me up and I'm just like, why are you?
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's because we know more than the characters do. And True, And I think and I think we're...
3: part of it is also that given the mindset and what Harry's been through, that she thinks that there is actually a possibility that he'd want to take him. Mm-hmm. I think is part of it.
4: Yeah. I mean, if Teddy had nobody, he would try, but yeah. Harry doesn't know what to do with kids. Oh no. So yeah, he just says, no, of course you are, but I would like to help. Um, and she says, well, um, come see me one day next week. Maybe we can you know, start to get to know each other a bit better. And she also asks Ginny if maybe Molly would like to come talk to her sometime, mm-hmm. because yeah. they you know, have some things in common. They, they
0: do have some things in common. Help
4: each other out. Yeah. And then Ron decides we need to go home and play Quidditch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played Quidditch in a long time and uh, Hermione's like, Quidditch, really? But Harry seems like he might actually possibly enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, they decide to go do that anyway.
1: Yeah.
4: They but go... first, they have a nap.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. A nap's a good thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's still having a hard time and still hearing Voldemort's voice in his head. You have permitted your friends to die for you rather than face me yourself. And he... Yeah, yeah. You know, he's... Totally blaming himself for Fred's death, and so he can't understand why they want him there and why they're treating him as well as they're treating him, because yeah. it's all his fault.
4: Because he's bought into Voldemort's whole thing, which is mm-hmm. probably part of the reason Voldemort said it in the first place. Is that, you know, I'm fairly sure there was no permitting involved, because it would have happened regardless of whether Harry was there or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well. And so, yes, he has some time to go over his thoughts. And he's, you know, saying, well, at least Voldemort's gone. The prophecy's fulfilled. I should feel better. But he doesn't. And so he decides to just go out and fly for a bit because that does seem to help. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have his firebolt anymore, but the Weasleys have some extra brooms, So he gets a clean sweep and heads off. And it's it's nice. And then Ginny comes out.
0: Yeah, he hopes that she'll be the first one because he really wants to talk to her. And it is her that's there.
4: Yeah. She and Hermione come out together and then Hermione's like, hmm, it's a little chilly. I'll just go back and get a sweater. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah. And
0: she tells him that, Ginny tells Harry that he's a bit rusty.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, no chance to practice while living in a tent. So. and. He, she gets him to open up a little bit and start to explain what went on because she wants to know. And yeah. so he tells her a little bit of it.
0: it. Starts raining, so they make a mad dash for the broom shed.
4: Yeah. And, and then there's not very much space in here, and they're standing very close together. Hmm, gee.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. And then um, so the, he explains some things, and she talks a little bit about the um, stealing the Sword of Gryffindor and their detention with Hagrid, which mm. was fine. And then, you know, he talks a little bit about, um, just the start of things, but it, enough of it kind of triggers a flashback for him. And he wants to talk about this later. And she says, fine, as long as you promise not to avoid anything. Um, yeah. And they agree that they're still, you know, they both want to be with each other. And Mm -hmm. and they kiss for a while, and then uh, Ron wants to know where they are, and uh, (laughs) darn all those brothers again.
1: (laughs) Man.
3: (laughs) You know, it kind of surprised me how easily they're getting back together. I would think that there would have been more issues to resolve.
0: Well, I think that there there will be issues to resolve, but they're both trying to put their best foot forward yeah. and it's something that they both really want yeah. and so they're
4: each you know something the other one can grasp onto with all of this other stuff going on
1: mm-hmm. and
4: so it you know it's it's a, a help for them at this point it's kind of like um you know people getting together for the first time after something dangerous has happened or whatever because you have or
1: other feelings. things
4: mm-hmm. yeah so you have that feeling of you know we could die at any time or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So they're they're pushing it forward as best they can because they know they have found out now that they both still want it and uh, they're going to just try and do the best they can with it and then it does run into you know some rough patches as we go on because mm-hmm. Harry's Harry and Ginny's not going to be putting up with being on the sidelines anymore no but
1: yeah
0: it'll it'll take a little work but it's something that was meant to be and so there
4: certainly is in melinda's world (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) so thank you i was trying to think of how the best way to say that that worked
4: yeah so and the other thing that's going on right now is mrs weasley's having a very hard time Mm -hmm. understandably so everybody else is having to try and learn to cook (laughs) because she's just not and
0: And the only one that cooks is harry but he doesn't know how to do it magically he's got to do it the muggle way
4: yeah like um jenny can you turn the stove on for me and then i'll do the rest of it (laughs) yeah and then eventually at this point um does, yeah, that, I forget, does that get revealed? What? Which part?
0: About Harry learning to
4: cook. Yes, it does. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's, an, that's trying, later in this chapter. Ginny's trying to cook and and. And can't. And you know, it's like yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect, and she's like, "Perfect, I just want it to be edible." And Harry's like, "Can I try?" And she's like, "Be my guest."
4: Yeah. <laughs> Percy's been doing most of it because he's been living on his own for the longest and has worked things out and you know, likes to follow directions and things, so he probably knows some recipes. It's -hmm. not as good as Molly's, but it's serviceable. But then he's late at the ministry today, and none of the rest of them really know what they're doing. George isn't there at all, because he's basically staying in his bedroom and drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd think that the
3: bachelors would know how to cook,
4: sort of. Well, he probably would, but I'm not sure where Bill and Charlie are at this point. No,
3: Charlie's in the kitchen.
4: Oh, yeah, he is. Charlie um, should he's be He's trying to, to cook. help but well, I guess Ginny was trying anyway and um but yes Harry gives this offer to go for it and um he seems to be working okay and he sort of sends Ginny off to look and see if there's any beef left and then Fleur comes over as well I guess that's where Bill and Fleur weren't there yet and uh she offers to help and she knows how to cook too so Harry basically makes supper and um, she makes dessert. Yeah.
0: What's a cold cupboard? It's like a refrigerator. I thought that was With an icebox.
4: magic, bo- yeah. they don't need an actual refrigerator. They just have a cupboard that has cold charms on it. Oh. So I'm not sure if that's a British term that Melinda's bringing over, or if it's just a thing that she's decided exists in the wizard world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the term for refrigerator would be icebox. You're right. Or there were iceboxes before there were refrigerators, but. Uh, in this case, they have a cupboard that has freezing charms or whatever, and that's where you put the meat. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: And Hermione's a little disgruntled because Harry never told her he could cook. <laughs> she's been, <laughs> been living she's in a tent. she the year yeah. in the tent trying to make food that they'd eat. And Ginny's like, well, at least you had a kitchen, right? And Hermione's like, yeah, well, that didn't work because there was nothing actually to cook. So,
4: yeah, they never—they didn't have all that much food and it was probably a magic one, too. So Harry didn't know how to do anything with it either.
3: You uh, know, too bad the creature couldn't have brought them food from Hogwarts.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I suppose at that point they didn't really trust Creature enough because he hadn't done his turnaround yet. until yes, he they did. They, well, oh, they,
1: they, they fixed,
4: they
0: fixed the see, one He gave them the locket. I think they were afraid that he would inadvertently lead somebody to him, to them.
4: Oh, that hadn't occurred. Or they didn't think about it because they're not used to having friendly house elves. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
3: (laughs) This is why Hermione should have befriended, like, a nice house elf. (laughs)
2: Well, they just didn't know if... um, Because they took the Death Eater to...
1: Grimmauld Place.
2: Five or number 12. Number 13. <laughs> number 12.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Ever. Number 13 Grindelwald Place?
3: Yeah. yeah. That. Now I'm trying Bye. to imagine the Death Eater Yaxley or whatever getting into number 12 and Creature like flipping out at him and like
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Sending Would in. Would Mrs. Like, Black have yelled at him or been nice to him? <laughs> yeah, there's a question. Oh boy. Um... I don't know if the Yaxley's are a prominent pure blood family or just peasants. Well,
3: they married into the Black family. Uh, Lysandra Yaxley married somebody or other Black, several generations back.
2: Well, the thing is, mm-hmm. is, they just didn't know what what would happen to him if he got captured or what, and they would try to use him.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. They were afraid that but they
2: never, that he would lead them. Trace Maybe. on them or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ginny's worried about mom and Bill says, Yeah, I know and Ginny says I you know, Andromeda Tonks says that they should get together and oh that's a great idea. They both lost a child and all of that and Bill wants to know how Hermione is and Hermione says, you know, Remus's service was really hard, he
4: was my favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. She's doing the best she can. Mm-hmm. And um he talks to her a little bit about um Ron staying there at Shell Cottage in the time when he was away from them after he left. And, you know, how much he regretted it and was trying to get back to them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then that gets her thinking about her parents and that she's got to get to Australia to rescue her parents. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: And then they serve up the cottage pie and uh, creme brulee, and uh, Ron says, oh, this is good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is a cottage pie, like a chicken pot pie.
4: I think so. It's kind of like shepherd's pie, or something like that. Yeah, I was like thinking
3: that. it would be
0: like a shepherd's pie,
4: except it would be like uh, I guess the traditional shepherd's pie would have the mashed potatoes on top, and I think mm-hmm. I picture this as just having crust.
0: Yeah, so it'd be like a pot pie. pie.
4: Okay. Yeah, we could probably look it up too, but that's my idea of it.
3: Because my first instinct was to think it, had, it was like a pie with cottage cheese in it. And that didn't sound very good. No, no.
0: I think the difference between a cottage pie and a pot pie is that one has a crust all the way around it, and one has a crust only on the top.
3: Uh, Wikipedia says, uh, made with minced beef, okay, so a cottage pie is made with minced beef, or a shepherd's pie made with minced lamb is a meat pie with a crust of mashed potatoes.
4: Yeah, so it is what I would think of as shepherd's pie. It's Mm -hmm. just beef instead of lamb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My shepherd's pie always had beef in it, so
4: apparently. Mm -hmm. That's what I imagined shepherd's pie was. Yeah, you never knew.
0: A St.
3: Stephen's Day pie is made using turkey and ham. The Cumberland pie is a version with a layer of breadcrumbs on top, and there's a dish like that that's made with fish, which is called, appropriately enough, a fish pie. <laughs> huh.
4: What do you know?
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have thought.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, in the States, the shepherd's pie is just used for all of them. <laughs> ah. It's, whatever. Um, and I guess we've inherited that, too. Although um, the ones our family makes are actually, like, full pie crust and have chopped up things rather than ground beef but i could, we just always usually called them just meat pie which i guess works
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense
4: anyway back to the actual story <laughs> digression into uh, british
0: british uh, vocabulary yeah so harry ch- wants to change the subject around away from him cooking for the dursleys so he's asking Percy how it went at the ministry, and Percy says that he tried to turn in his resignation, but the minister wouldn't accept it because they need people that have experience
1: and,
4: you know... And know what was going on there when everything was crazy, Mm -hmm. so they know what to fix, basically. And... uh... Ron's getting all red because Percy's working for the ministry, blah blah blah. Wow. And her uh, and he just sort of looks at him and shakes her head, and he's like, "Okay, calm down, calming down, all right." <laughs> <laughs> and she's kind of proud about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, work! Yay! Yeah.
0: And Kingsley's making very positive changes. Mister Weasley has a meeting with him tomorrow. Um,
4: all the Muggleborn registration committee people have been fired and/or arrested, and all the <laughs> Muggleborns in Azkaban who survived have been let out, but some of them did die there, apparently. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
3: I wish we knew how in canon you got rid of all the Dementors.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think most of the Dementors left to go follow Voldemort and then just never returned.
3: No, I know, but then are they just, like, wandering around? I mean, good lord, can you imagine an army of Dementors wandering around?
4: Yeah. I have read fix about fixing that. After the end. Yeah, and in various crossovers where it's you know the the people from Buffy or whatever know some other way to kill them because <laughs> they're demonic. Um,
1: yeah.
4: But, yeah. Or you know Harry's the chosen of Merlin and can cast a special Patronus that kills them.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> magic. It's just magic.
4: Yeah. I love. Maybe we can put them on a put them in a box somewhere and they'll just starve. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, um, we don't really hear about that in this one.
0: I love uh they ask about Umbridge and Harry says, Well, she's gonna stand trial and Ron's like, Good, yeah, you can send her to Azkaban, and Hermione's gonna start, you know, everybody needs to have a fair trial and then she sees I must not tell lies etched on Harry's hand and she's like, Yeah, send her yeah, to to
4: even when she gets her fair trial, she'll still be sending sending her to Azkaban. And uh, yeah, then Mrs. Weasley comes in. She hadn't been there originally, and they, you know, get her to come sit down and um, she eat, eat dinner. And she does want to try the cottage pie. Mm-hmm. And it's, She thinks it's quite good. did she uh, know
3: there was cottage pie?
4: Well, she can tell what it is by looking at it.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, she so can she was okay.
4: Yeah, because Fleur says, you know, how are you feeling? Um, can you handle this food, or do you want tea and toast? And she says, no, I'll try uh, the cottage pie. Okay. Um,
3: I thought she hadn't looked at it yet, and I was very amazed.
4: Yes, she can tell by the smell exactly what food is made in her kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. She would but, know the smell of a cottage pie. That's true. Well,
4: She would know in general. I don't know that she could necessarily... Um, differentiate cottage pie from meatloaf or something but
3: Mm. or shepherd's pie or you know fish pie or what you. well no fish pie would probably smell different
4: yeah Yeah, fish pie would be fairly obvious (laughs) (laughs) it would be if you could tell it was a fish something probably but anyway she sits down and starts to eat with them and harry's a little bit um you know embarrassed that she likes his food and um Then we shift on to chapter four, and he's having his usual nightmare again.
1: Yeah. Poor kid. But by
4: now, he's started putting silencing spells on his bed, so he doesn't wake up everybody else.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the first couple of nights, he was waking everybody up, and now he's not. And he goes downstairs and finds George, and he's like, good morning! And George's like, oh, is it morning? And he's like, yes, let's have some coffee! Poor George.
4: George is happy with his alcohol, thanks. Mm -hmm. Uh, A glass of whatever he was drinking, it didn't look like coffee. No. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Harry just says, um, is there anything I can do? Because he knows you can't ask people if they're all right, because... They obviously aren't, and most normal people just say, I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hint, hint, hint. He totally knows how that one
1: works. Yeah.
0: (laughs) George says that he keeps talking to Fred, and Harry's like, well, how is that working out? Well, obviously it's not, because it's just my own reflection. Oh, George.
4: He's trying to figure out what to do about the joke shop, Mm -hmm. and Harry says, well... At least from my memories of Fred, he was always making people laugh and having a good laugh himself, and he would want you to keep going.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But, and George says, you're probably right, but he's not sure if he can do it himself, because he's never had to do anything alone. And he says, well, you know, there are five of us. <laughs> yeah. You're not exactly alone. I mean, it's not the same, but you have four other brothers and a sister and me. Uh, so...
0: Yeah, and then he quotes Dumbledore. Those who, those we love never truly leave us. And he's like, yeah, well, he go left over
4: well, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Harry decides to go out and fly again. Mm-hmm. And we shift to Hermione's point of view. She's reading some textbooks because, you know, she has to be prepared for retaking her seventh year. Uh, yes. And she's got Crookshane. Plus
3: it probably keeps her mind off of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: This is Hermione's coping strategy Uh, and she's kind of disappointed that Harry and Ron aren't thinking of coming back too because she's never been at school without them but she's never just been able to convince them of how important education is so
1: and then
0: Arthur flu calls in with just his head wants just to check on them and make sure everybody's okay and yeah they're okay they're not great but they're okay
4: I think this is his first day back at work or something like that.
0: Oh, jeez. And Hermione doesn't feel like she can leave without bumping into Molly, who's leaning into the fire, so she has to sit there and kind of listen to them.
4: Yeah, and it makes her think about her parents, who are still in Australia thinking they're somebody else. And so she heads out to the the treehouse and has a cry in the treehouse, which I didn't know there was, but that's fun.
0: Well there would be a treehouse.
4: Yeah. It's a neat thing to have.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ron, so Ron
4: and Harry find her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. There's barely <laughs> enough room for the three of them in there. Ron... Harry keeps almost falling out.
4: Ron hits his head when he tries to stand up and starts swearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wants to know if Percy said something, because obviously it would be Percy.
3: <laughs> Idiot Ron. The emotional range of a teaspoon.
1: Yeah. It's always and I Percy Teas- that was my comment. Okay.
4: I think he's graduated to, you know, a quarter cup or so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, I think this is where we, we find out the other thing that Harry asked Kingsley mm-hmm. is that the ministry's already working on all the people who ran off and went away. Um, yeah. Whether it was muggleborns escaping or parents that put memory charms on their kids or my um, hey, perp- parents huge. in Australia. Right.
0: Why would parents put memory charms on their kids? Well, they could memory charm their kids and send them away so that they aren't worried. And aren't worried about, you know, the pair if the parents stayed behind. Or if things were really, really brutal, then they might memory charm them. Even though Dumbledore said that, you know, that doesn't work. Maybe not everybody knows that. So they mm. may be memory I'm charm also- them.
4: Yeah, so would have I'm it. also wondering if that's backwards because he says other parents that put memory charms on their kids, and I'm wondering if you meet it's supposed to say other you know Muggleborn people that put memory charms on their parents. I don't know, um,
1: mm-hmm.
4: but it could go either way. Yeah, there are but there are definitely a lot of people who went into hiding, so they've set up a task force, and part of that is in you know, Australia trying to track down Hermione's parents. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And then we have Harry and Ginny walking around the paddock, and he's going to tell
4: her a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So he lets her know about the prophecy, Mm -hmm. and she gets mad at Dumbledore for telling him that right then. (laughs) that's really not the best timing. But he explains that he felt bad about putting it off that long in the first place, and then that, you know, he didn't get off completely about it. I did wreck his office at the time. (laughs) Good. Yeah, says, then, uh, I didn't handle it so well at first. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then he says that, and he says that he told Hermione and Ron, and and her lips kind of thin because she got left out of that
4: conversation too. But she's at least glad that he talked about it with somebody. And then he talks about the lessons in sixth year about the Horcruxes and things, although he doesn't mm-hmm. s- explain specifically the Horcruxes yet. That comes later. Right. But he talks about you know learning Tom Riddle's history and so on, and how at the time he was kind of miffed about it because he'd rather be learning some uh, cool spells and things. But Ginny yeah. says, "Well, Dumbledore knew you weren't going to beat Voldemort in a straight up spell contest, so <laughs> he tried to give you something else instead."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, "Yeah, I remember when Snape came to talk to you about the." the training for the Aquamancy, and, and you know, there was this big fight. And I thought my dad was going to get hurt because he was trying to diffuse the tension and everything. And she's yeah. like, how did you apparently. hear all this? And she said, with an extendable
1: ear. <laughs>
4: <laughs> of course. Yeah, he apparently yelled at Sirius about it. And he might have yelled at Snake too, but she didn't get to hear that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah. And-, and so he explains about the acclimacy and everything. And also mentions that Voldemort possessed him briefly when they were at the Ministry,
1: <laughs> which
4: is <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And then he starts to freak out again, for and
1: she's
4: like,
0: "Just breathe, breathe. It's okay. We should probably go back in anyhow."
4: Yeah. And, and well, then let's kiss instead. snogging, so they do that. Yeah. that for a while, and we shift to Ginny's point of view, and she talks to Hermione about it a little bit because mm-hmm. Hermione's worried. They've been out there for a while and she thought maybe they'd run off.
2: They <laughs> need to run off. No. God bless. Was it,
0: you need to run off? Is that what you said?
2: Yeah, I do. I need to get off. It's, I it's past the time. For it, me. past your bedtime, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm
2: not good.
4: Three chapters to go, so. <laughs> but I'm glad you are here for these ones and, uh, yeah. So what I've... do you think of the story so far?
2: Oh, I, I, I read the whole thing, and I do like it. And, oh, am I going to miss my favorite thing? What's your favorite thing? Charlie and a towel. Yeah,
0: that's coming up next. <laughs> is that the next chapter? Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. I even have a note. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Charlie and a towel. Go ahead.
2: Did I, to- I even, um, I even uh, made a note. I think on Facebook, for Melinda, and going, "Thank you, Melinda, for giving me Charlie in a towel." <laughs> <laughs> I think I, could, I think I even like snorted and laughed out loud and everything when, when I came to that part, yeah.
0: Of course, <laughs> Melinda would give us Charlie in a towel. That's just what Melinda does.
2: I know it made me laugh so hard at that time. When I don't know when I read this, but I was just like, "This is what I needed."
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it was cool.
2: It was so sweet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of creepy slash funny though. Oh, it was great. It was so. It was just okay. Charlie would be a guy that I would be like, really.
1: Mm-hmm. he's
2: so smirky and so arrogant that I would have to try to knock him down a notch
0: true which is what Hermione does
2: and I would, me I would be like I take the towel away I go really am I supposed to be impressed with that and <laughs> 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 walk
0: away even if you were impressed you would just belittle him I,
2: I've done it before <laughs> I don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> the things you learn <laughs> I'm sorry someone, sometimes when people get a little too arrogant and too self-righteous even though they have every right to be you mean when they get cocky <laughs> yeah when they get cocky and they have every, every good reason to be cocky because it's okay because they have the right to be cocky because yeah I had to knock them down all right. You should make an episode of all the weird things like this that people have said on the podcast. Well, between Trisha and Jen, we'd be set. I know. Well, I'm... all I gotta say is I'm still with him for six years. <laughs> uh He better not listen to this podcast or he'll be oh, in no, big he, trouble. No, he likes to tell a story too, so it's 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 okay. <laughs> He, tell you the truth, he loves the story. He loves to tell people that. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now that I shared way too much again.
4: <laughs> Good night, Trisha. Good
2: night. Yeah, Good thank night. You. Thank you, Scott.
4: <laughs> Sleep well. Sweet dreams. I Dream will. of Charlie in a towel. Yes.
2: Yes. 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 yes.
3: All right. I do <laughs> not need to think about that. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> oh, Mooney. You want a Charlie and a towel, too.
0: <laughs> Charlie and towel and dragons. There you go. There we go. And, and toss-up
3: between Bill
2: and Charlie. No, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take Snape. <laughs> you already you did. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: gone. Uh, All right. Night! Good night. Night.
4: Anyhow, in, as far as this chapter goes, um, we have conversation between Hermione and Ginny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she explains where they were, and... That, you know, Harry was told her, has told her a little bit of this stuff, but he hasn't gotten to Horcruxes yet. And Hermione tells her the story about Ron leaving, because she's fairly sure Harry won't want to. Right. Um, and Ginny wants to go hex him right now, and she's like, no, it's no. okay. It happened a while ago. We've come to terms. <laughs> Things are okay.
0: But she, she started off being really worried because she was afraid they'd gone off the grounds because... Mr. Weasley thinks she that maybe the Death Eaters Harry would be might be after him.
4: getting ready to escape at any time now, because mm. he likes to do that. And uh, the Death Eaters might still be after him, yeah. Yeah, so.
1: And
0: that upsets Ginny, because he never gets a break. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. Cursed child proved that. <laughs> well, and Melinda likes to really beat up Harry while she loves him. She loves him to pieces, but she... She likes to tear him down as she's loving him, so... She
4: always uh, tortures her favorite, you only hurt the ones you love, or I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. In masochism
3: tango?
4: Yeah, something. She wa- she wants to uh, give them reason to come back together again, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's the Humpty Dumpty pick. I don't know. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Put him back together again? oh uh-huh. So, yeah, Ginny's heard this story, and she's ready to kill Ron, and so, but...
4: And Ginny says, this happened months ago, if Harry's forgiven him, you can too. And she says, yeah, well, Harry's forgiven Snape and the Dursleys too, I'm not that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Hermione, you know, I couldn't either, I couldn't believe that he left, it's so hard, it still is. And so, yeah. she starts she's to still get still
4: about
1: this. hmm Yeah
4: we'd seen a little bit earlier in one of her point of view chapters but she's worried that when the ne- the next time that they have something really big and emotional Ron will leave again because that's what happened. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm. And Ginny says yeah. that she should talk to him about
4: it. <laughs> give him a nice long sit down talk. He'll love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <clears throat> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they end the dis- the discussion with Ginny telling Hermione that she distracted Harry by giving him a hickey. <laughs>
4: yeah. So he probably won't be quite as mopey next- tomorrow as he could have been. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so we go to the next afternoon where Harry's sitting at the table and Hermione comes in and goes, Nice charm, hiding that hickey. And he's like, What? What charm? What hickey? What? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think, Harry?
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's got a note from Gringotts telling him his accounts have been frozen Mm -hmm. and he has a summons for assessing further penalties and he's not really sure what to do about that. Yeah. Then they have this conversation. And And
0: he doesn't tell anybody about it because he's Harry and he doesn't want to tell anybody about things that are going on in his life.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And Hermione is talking to him about arrangements to go to australia and check out where they think her mother is because mm-hmm. the the ministry um, task force has narrowed them down to at least uh, a city they in adelaide somewhere so um, she i don't and know Ron enough about my australian
0: geography australia. where is that i believe adelaide is isn't that where keza lives
4: I think so, but I could be wrong. It could well, also so be somewhere mean... they went to uh, to vacation with. but
0: Yeah, it's uh, either where Keza lives or it's where my friend Renee's son lives. I it's know in Adelaide.
4: South Australia. So basically they is... live near
0: Keza. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. okay.
4: It's on this it's sort of the south. Well, it's part part of where, you know, the bottom of Australia does that little arch. So it's on the west Okay. Coast of the eastern half of Australia. Um, okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. My cousin's then,
3: actually on an oil rig in Australia or near Australia at the moment, or yeah. will be working on one soon. Um, um, we're hoping he'll stay there so we can go visit.
1: But
0: we'll see. The oil rig? That doesn't sound
2: like no, very not, much. Not, fun. <laughs> no, not the oil rig. Australia.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
4: When you actually look on a map, it's pretty much a straight line from Sydney on the east coast through to Adelaide on the south coast. But as we discover in the fic, there are no trains that just go that nice straight line. They have to uh, kind of go around a few things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're they're talking about going to get her parents back, and Harry's talking They
4: talk about their conversation that they had last night again, because Hermione says, Ginny told me you had a good chat, and that you haven't told her about the Horcrux yet, and he has a flashback again, Mm because he's really worried about this him having been a horcrux and what does this mean that part of Voldemort has lived in me for my entire life and i didn't know about it
1: poor kid yeah.
4: so he keeps out this is what triggers most of his seizures and flashbacks and things
1: mm-hmm.
4: He's worrying about that specifically um, yeah and of course he's not telling anybody what it is that's wrong just there's a thing And Mm -hmm. he even outright says, she asks, what was that? And he says, nothing. And she's going, you can't, we can all see that you're not all right. You're not fooling anyone. But
0: I don't want to talk about it.
4: (sighs) And Hermione points out that Ginny at least has that experience with being possessed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So you should try and talk to her. But it's going to take him a while. And then Mr. Weasley comes in and gets some tea and the rest of them and uh, Hermione heads out to join the rest of them who are in the sitting room Mm -hmm. and so Mr. Weasley wants to talk and Harry really doesn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Harry? I'm fine, sir. Well, you don't seem fine, Harry. No, you don't. Uh, Um, As they're talking, Harry keeps rubbing his chest and pretty soon... You know, and Mister Weasley says, "Have you ever heard of uh, spell? Was it spell, spell shock.
4: shock? Spell
0: shock? Yeah, and... the
4: wizard equivalent of shell shock. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
4: so, um,
3: PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, yeah, and, and
4: uh, he explains what it is. You know, could give you nightmares, flashbacks, increased anxiety. It sound familiar at all?
3: <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yeah, and oh, and by then
4: the she way, just says. Take off your shirt. Take off your shirt. <laughs> Why? Like, what? Because you've you been keep... rubbing your chest this entire time. I'm concerned there's something wrong.
0: Uh, yeah. And he takes it off, and and it's Merlin. Have you had this looked at? And Harry's like, Yeah, I look at it every day in the mirror. And he's like, That's not what I mean. <laughs> You're yeah. going to be this, going this, to the Mediwitch.
4: Yeah. This bruise that's around his killing curse, new killing curse scar, has not gotten better. Most of the rest of the scars and burns and things are healing up at least a little bit, but this is just still black bruise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he basically forces him. He says, I know you're going to the ministry to talk to Kingsley. I'm going to tell him that you have a thing that needs to be treated. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and in the next chapter, basically, Kingsley walks him down to the medi <laughs>
1: Thank
0: God. But first of all, they find out what kind of curse this is. Because he's like, you know, how did you get this? And Harry's like, I got cursed. <laughs> he's like, what curse? Oh, well, shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, the killing curse. <laughs> what? <laughs>
4: yeah. Harry's not so great at sharing.
0: No, not so much. So then we move to the next morning where Ron is having a sleep-in. McGonagall has arranged for educational sessions for the students who want to revise so they can take their tests. <laughs> Hermione. And uh, Hermione says, well, the port Keys arrived and they're scheduled to depart in two days. And Ron's like, hmm, maybe I should uh, pack and things. And oh, by the way... These parents are going to hate me because I'm in love with their daughter and all of this. Yeah.
4: She's been in danger this whole time. and um, So he just says, I'm doomed to George. And George um, is like,
0: ah, welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah.
4: he says, I'm going to Australia in two days to get Hermione's parents. It's like, hmm, you and Hermione alone on another continent terrible, terrible thing. I can see why you're having problems. He's like, well, you know, I'll, we'll be surrounded by muggles, and I don't do well with muggle things, and I don't want to look like a fool in front of Hermione's parents. And,
0: uh, <laughs> He says, just don't let him see you eat.
1: Because you eat yeah,
4: like That's Percy's advice. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, Percy comes along just as he mentions something, George mentions something about impressing Hermione's parents, mm. and, uh, George says, well, Ron here needs some tips. And Percy says, don't let them see you eat. George says, uh, don't drink. Getting pissed is not a good idea. Uh, (laughs) Percy says, don't swear. Uh, And Charlie says, definitely keep your hands off their daughter while in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not sure what to do with an airplane either. Charlie says, well, I don't know. I work with dragons. You could ask Dad. Well, says, Have you met our father?
0: <laughs> Why don't you ask Hermione or Harry? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Harry's never been on a plane either, and he doesn't really want to ask Hermione because he's feeling inadequate.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah. But then something sets them off again, and they're uh, irritated with Percy because he wasn't there. Right, because he doesn't know that
0: she sent the parents away to protect them.
4: Yes, that's it. And so,
3: um, wasn't there a thick that the the fact of you weren't there kept coming up? Mm, I don't know that one. I think it had something to do with conflict with like Neville and Ginny and Harry and company, and Harry and Ginny were or Neville and Ginny were all like, you know, oh, what was me that you had to be running around living in a tent, starving? But you know, the care we had to deal with the Carrows—they were torturing us and people and. You know, you weren't there. You didn't know what it was like, and they were just issues to be worked out, if I recall. But anyway,
0: yeah, I don't know that one. Then, then the the talk kind of changes, and
4: George yeah, Ron's at... trying to get them off of um, being mean to Percy again, and mm. um, well, get he doesn't want George to get worked up, basically, and so he starts talking about pranks. And...
0: Yeah, Fred would have pranked us all by now to get rid of all of this tension.
4: And Why then, it then uh would have been a good prank. George decides to, uh, they talk through some of the the pranks that they've done before, Mm -hmm. and George decides to go into the alley to check on the shop. And Charlie offers to come with him, and Percy says, if you'll wait till Saturday, I'll come too. He's still working at the ministry, but he does want to help. So they decide they'll they'll all go on Saturday and start getting the shop cleaned up. Mm -hmm. And Ron's going to come help too once they're back.
0: Once he gets back from Australia.
4: And then we're on to chapter 6, which is called Responsibilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So Harry's at the ministry talking with Kingsley, and
4: he Everybody's been sending him letters and gifts and things, and it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. And Kingsley's been very busy. Everything's very tightly booked, and he's worried, you know, if there's an emergency, there won't be time to do anything about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, his wife's getting cranky with him.
4: Yeah. And, um, Harry wants to know if they've caught any missing Death Eaters, and not so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: This is where he said he gives his consent to join the Oars and Ron wants to join too as as once he's, he's back, he's from, back from, Australia. from Australia. Yeah. And Kingsley says that's great, but you still need to take some time for yourself first. Doesn't matter, and you know reconstruction is going to take a long time, whether you're working for us right now or not. Uh, so you need to get feeling better in general, and. There'll have to be a medical exam, by the way, that's hint, standard hint. procedure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Harry doesn't say anything, and so Kingsley says, Well, I understand you have something that needs attending to right now, so you know, once we're done this meeting I'll walk you down to the Mediwitch." <laughs> uh, oh, and
0: by the way, you'll need an operation license as well. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I forgot he didn't have one.
4: Make it all official. Yeah. We and... know you've
0: been doing it, but you really need a license.
4: And apparently James was just as reluctant to go and see the medi at school and uh, he was a few years ahead of Kingsley but at some point there was um, a stomach virus that went through and they wound up on the ward with each other and James was a very grumpy patient. Of
1: course he
4: was. But he wanted to talk to Harry about the they're just about done the missing death, death Eater list, and uh, he wants to talk to him about the trials, things like uh, Draco, for example, is, has made a deal and some of the other lower-ranking Death Eaters as well of for testifying.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, Narcissa's getting a full pardon, but um, Lucius has to finish out his original term at Azkaban.
1: Yeah,
0: because um, he's an escaped convict. He didn't get yeah. a lifetime? Apparently not.
4: Apparently not. Who knows?
0: But they are Um, losing their house.
4: It's going to be. That was the Dark Lord's headquarters, and a lot of it's going to be evidence Mm
1: -hmm.
4: for a while. Um, And, oh, by the way, Hestia and (laughs) Dead Little have been watching over the Dursleys all this time, and they'd like to maybe move home. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But they're going to
0: wait until. But what does that have to do with Harry? Oh, that's right. right. Excuse me.
4: Yeah and he suggests they um, send a house help to tidy up Privet drive after mm-hmm. the auras are done going over it, because Petunia's never clean enough. Uh, no. And no, just to delay connection. going down to the Mediwitch a little bit, he finally blurts out, hey, there's this thing with the goblins. Well, um, oh,
0: thank <laughs>
3: God Harry sees sense now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, he had to latch on to something. So, he tells... Kingsley, what's going on? Like, Wait, you haven't had your gold all this time? Uh, why didn't you talk to Bill about it? He works there.
1: Oh, right. Oh,
4: yeah, that's yes. right. I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh, Harry.
4: But the minister's but gonna... says to... Kingsley says he's going to take care of it, mm-hmm. which basically means he tells Bill, and Bill takes care of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he had a little bit of extra clout and such, too. But mm-hmm. anyway... Uh, we shift on to Hermione's point of view uh, because there's nothing Harry can do to get out of this visit to the Mediwitch. And um, she's Hermione is trying to pack. Yes. She's going to pack everything in regular muggle travel cases and then put those in her um, expandable bag.
0: Her <laughs> <laughs> Andy haversack.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So and she really she, wants everything to be okay, but she's pretty sure it's not going to be. Cause, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. really
0: frazzled. And so she goes to go get her toothbrush, and that's where she encounters Harry, no, Charlie wearing only a towel.
4: Charlie emerging from the bathroom wearing only a towel. He is all all muscle and burns, basically.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: she just sort of stares at him for a moment.
0: <laughs> her jaw <laughs> drops. <laughs>
4: This is the first male she's seen without a shirt since Victor, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> this reminds me of that scene in The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. When she sees Finnick, and he's like, do you find this distracting?
0: <laughs> yes, actually, I do. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. Charlie's like, you don't seem that sorry. <laughs> she's like,
4: "So, what do yeah. I do? What do I do? So she just turns around and looks at him again. And goes, oh, hello, Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, and he spins around. Gets him every
0: time. Almost drops his towel. And then he's like, nice one, Hermione.
4: (laughs) And then Ron comes up, what's going on? Charlie puts some clothes on. And Charlie says, hey, I think your girlfriend's going to fit in. (laughs) And uh, so they chat about that a little bit. And she... Admits to him that he can't she can't decide what to take. As you know, it's gonna be getting into winter there and um
0: Oh well, that's right.
4: Yeah. Ron's already packed. It's
0: and all fine. Then they start to talk about money. And you know, I don't have any money. Do you have any money? I don't have any money. Uh let's ask Harry. And I'm thinking to myself, Harry doesn't have any money, this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> but George hears them and he offers some money and he says, Well you can take it as a loan, and then when you come back, you can work at the shop with me.
4: Yeah, it'll be an advance on helping me out at the shop, because he already said you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. So that way, uh, Ron can take it without, you know, mm-hmm. getting his hackles up. Uh, yeah, which is what he would
0: do if he had to take it from Harry. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And he lets him know that Harry's still having nightmares, that he's just put a silencing charm up.
4: and yeah. I uh, think he doesn't okay. know. And speaking of Harry, he has gone off baby. to visit the talks mm-hmm. in his invisibility cloak because otherwise the reporters would follow him. <laughs> right.
0: So, and I love this because Andromeda's like, yeah. oh, I'm frazzled. Here, hold the baby. And he's like, uh, what, what, hold the baby? I don't know how to hold the baby. Oh. And then the baby starts crying and he's just like, it's totally me. <laughs> You know, the minute people hand me the baby, the baby starts crying. And it's like, "Ah, ah, what do I do? Like, okay. And she's like, hang on, I'll go get a nappy. And she comes back and she hands him a diaper and she says, okay, here, you change him. And she leaves again. And he's got no idea what to do. And he's trying to (laughs) figure this all out. And of course, it's a little boy. So while he's distracted, he gets peed on because that's what little boys do. Silly Harry.
3: Even I know that and God knows I've never changed a diaper in my life.
4: Yeah. It's just as she comes back and distracts him and says, I'd cover him up if I were you. What? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. And she asks if he'd like to feed him and he, by now he's going, Uh I know nothing And she says, It's okay, just hold him hold the bottle steady, he'll do the rest and so hold he his does.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And just holding him while he does that for a while kind of awakens the paternal instinct for Mm -hmm. Harry. And he decides he's going to take care of this kid. Yeah.
0: Uh, Aw, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And And Andromeda sits and watches him fall in love, which is exactly what he does. And then she says, I'm glad he has you. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. And then Harry has a thought of a way that he can help he says, you know, babies are a lot of work. And she says, yes, they are. Uh, how do you feel about house elves? Because <laughs> he figures he'll get Creature out of Hogwarts and have him work for Andromeda. And she's even related to the blacks, so Creature will probably like that. Yep. And, it's a great uh, idea I'd
3: like to around. know how Creature and Andy interacted when Andy
1: was younger.
4: Yeah. It'd be interesting. And I don't know, I mean, when... When he was originally crazy, he probably wouldn't have liked her, like when we first meet him, because she was a blood traitor and all. But he's gotten over some of that working for Harry, and she is still a member of the family, Mm. and not, you know, one of his immediate family that he used to work for. So, yeah, it's hard to see. Could go any number of ways, but we don't really see more about that specifically.
0: I predict it will go well. Probably, Melinda's
4: only mean to Harry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So we're on to chapter seven, departure, and Harry and Ron are playing chess, and George comes down and says, "I want to go to the Leaky Cauldron." Charlie says, "Okay, let's get Blue, let's get Bill, and see if he wants to go." And Ginny says, "I want to go," and she, oh, "Too
4: bad, you're not old enough." And so. Uh-huh. Hermione and oh, I've been to the now. Leaky Cauldron before. Not to the bar, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. Ron's sort of expecting Harry to speak up, and he's not. He's just sort of looking at them. And uh, so he finally says, well, Harry, are you coming? And Hermione says, I think he's wondering if you Weasley boys want to go out together. And he's like, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> one of us, you know? He's supposed to come with us.
4: <laughs> and Ron hasn't quite considered how harry feels about that i guess so george says yes you count as a weasley boy too and ron's like oh right and And then charlie calls up percy and ron had completely forgotten about him
0: (laughs) and Ginny's starting to but it's unfair and ron's like don't even start This is going to be our guy time, and you just are going to have to lump it. And so Hermione's like, come on, let's do this witch weekly quiz. It'll be fun. Fine.
1: Ugh. Ugh, Jenny.
4: Segregation. Uh Oh, well. They head off to the bar, and it works for about two minutes, and somebody says, blimey, it's Harry Potter. (laughs) Nobody thought this out. Uh, and
0: so then they all want to—they all want to give him a drink, and they want to touch him, and some girl pulls out a bunch of his hair, and, and my first thought was, "Oh no, polyjuice potion!" But that wasn't—you weren't the only one. <laughs>
4: yeah. And then and finally, Bill, Harry just says, "You know what? It, this is—it's not worth it. I'm going to go back. You yeah. guys go drink," <laughs> which is too bad, but it works out for them, I guess. And, and then. Anna waves them over and says, uh, "Next time, let us know you're coming, and I'll, you know, set up a private room for you or mm-hmm. something."
3: Why did nobody think this through?
4: Because <laughs> they a spur of the moment thing. George is like, "I want to have a drink," uh, so <laughs> Well, I like,
0: haven't had enough yet.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
0: And they've not been out with Harry before. They don't know,
4: you yeah, know. Yeah, it Harry didn't occur to them like, that everybody would react but... this way. Because mm-hmm. they haven't been going to the ministry with him since he's been even more famous than mm-hmm. before. And yeah. So they have a fairly good conversation between the Weasley gents and, you know, talk about whether that always happens with Harry. And uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. George takes a moment to needle Percy about, well, you know, Harry never really did enjoy attention that much. Um, so that's one of the things he said in his letter. Um, yeah. so that, was, that was the narrative that year. And then... But then they have a toast to them and to Fred, and uh, George is going through his drinks much quicker than everybody else. And of course Charlie's he saying, Hmm. He may not be his usual happy drunk self today.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ron goes to get drinks and some girl chats him up and he's like, Yeah, I'm Ron Weasley. Well, you're one of the heroes.
4: We did fly a dragon from Rigo. And
0: Phil comes up and
4: rescues my. him and he's I was just going to the bathroom I we mean, just talking and it's like you may want to pay more attention to that given that you're with Hermione now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: And she might hurt you if she finds out about this.
1: All yeah.
4: Right. And Bron doesn't really think it's that big a deal, but then he realizes, well, you know, Bill is with Fleur, so maybe he knows a little bit more about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and decides- there are also some witches back at the table uh, having some fun with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who wander off again when they come back. and Charlie grumbles at them for cramping his style. Yeah, Everybody's George is going to head over to the bar and entertain the witches, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Charlie and Percy will stick around and keep an eye on him, and then Bill and Ron head home because they've got girls to go back to. Yes, they do. And Ron has a place to—he's going to Australia tomorrow, so you know
0: <laughs> he's got a place to be.
4: Yeah. So Harry and he comes... shifts back to Ginny, and yes, Harry comes down the stairs and uh, or. Yeah, he comes back through the blue because he's mm-hmm. come back and has to explain about this giant crowd. And these women took my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Hermione's like, but Polyjuice! <laughs> it's
4: like, no, I don't think so, because they were kind of passing it around. It was weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. so weird. Well, why don't you join us? You can see, you know, what kind of wizard turns you on.
4: <laughs> He's like, no, thanks. Oh ex- I got work to do. Yeah. I'm going to bed. It's 8.30. I'll just go upstairs and do some paperwork. <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And then, yes, they go through the quiz, and then Hermione heads to bed at 8 because she wants to be well rested. I've
3: gone to bed at 8.30 since
4: I don't remember the last time. Night. I was sick. Yeah. I have occasionally managed to go to bed at 9.30, but not very often.
3: (laughs) No, actually, it was 7. I finished dinner, I got up, and promptly sat back down, and was like, my head hurts, I am going to bed. Yep. And then I woke up the next morning, stood up, and promptly sat back down again and said, I ain't getting out of bed.
4: (laughs) Uh, I wish I could do that more often. But, yeah.
3: I don't know if it's because where I am is just utterly quiet or what it is, but once I'm out, I'm out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Versus when I was in D.C. between the single pane windows, so I was up on the third story, and the yelling and screaming and honking and all that was sounded like it was right outside my door. And the fact that, like my old dorm room, there's no... Um, Filling in between my ceiling and the floor above me. So especially the this, this scraping chairs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the, do- the, the doors to our dorms were like one of those big honking metal things.
0: Yeah. So when they close, they close. Yeah. That was the other excitement I had at the dorm room. Uh, I was sitting there. You know, they had all these signs: "Don't leave your doors open," yada yada yada. And, but it was just—it yeah. was just a few people from work, so it was like, yeah, we all had our doors yeah. open, and we were talking to each other as we passed by. My smoke detector starts going off. What? And I'm like, I- I'm not doing anything. I swear, I'm not. You know, and luckily, I had somebody in the room with me, and they're like, "No, she was just sitting here." So I went over to the, center, you know, to the room people and i said my smoke detector is going off and i said okay we'll send somebody so and at that point it was just like you know it would go off and then stop and go off and stop and then this great big security lady came in and said i'll go fix it so she brought it back 10 minutes later and she said put new batteries in it well no more than she'd walked out the door then it just went So we <laughs> took it down and took the batteries out of it, and I said, "Promise not to smoke," and I just left it with its batteries out the rest of the time I was there. Oh, oh dear! Oh boy, it's bad.
4: <laughs> it was so... We always used to know when the uh, the pork chops were done because the smoke, the smoke detector, detector went would go off. off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> So Harry's asleep on the couch, and I Hermione. He went
4: to do his paperwork.
0: <laughs> Hermione says, "I'll leave him to you," and so she goes. Ginny goes to wake him up and ends up with a wand in her face. You? Yep. They should have expected that.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you need an equivalent uh, to like, turning the lights on and off, or something. Yeah. But...
3: Well, he still probably would have put a wand in somebody's face if they, you know. mm Hmm.
0: Good well, now,
4: so. you know, there there are um, un- intru- non-intrusive ways to wake somebody up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you um, stand across the room and you throw pillows at him. What was yeah. it that... Uh, Probably I mean, would regar- have blasted regardless- pillows
4: pieces, but, you know. So yeah. I know,
3: but I mean, right, regardless of how somebody would have woken him up, he would have tried to kill them.
0: Mm-hmm. And she wants to know if... and He apologizes all over himself, and then she wants to know if he had seen the Mediwitch. witch and he said, "Yeah, and she says, "I wonder if your face was bruised like that after your you know you got your first scar, and he said, "'I don't know, Aunt Petunia never told me anything about that, and he's got some salve that's supposed to go on there, so she says, Take your shirt off and I'll rub it on you so <clears> him <throat> him
4: Mm-hmm. and so so he's kind of reluctant about that, but eventually he does
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and it's um, more interesting than he expected. Mm-hmm. And eventually she sort of backs up and says, So, um, you were telling me about um, Lessons with Dumbledore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Actually, you know how part of it, because you had the first Horcrux. That was the diary.
4: She's like, what? And, and she mentions that, you know, uh, he's proud of her for having fought it for an entire year, and she says it's still kind of creepy, and mm-hmm. he immediately goes, oh no, she's going to think I'm creepy, because I'm a horcrux. <laughs> and yeah.
0: so she's like, you know, I need to know these things, because he's wanting to shut down again. Yeah. And
4: So he tells her about going and getting the locket, mm-hmm. and finding the real locket, and um, getting it from Umbridge, and so on. And they, um, he does get to kind of skip over the bit about Ron leaving because she mentions that Hermione already told her about that, so he yeah. just skips to when he came back and finding the sword and um, so on.
0: Yeah, and... she wants to know how did the sword get there and how did you? <laughs> That's you know, later in like, the story. Uh, I don't
4: know, but yeah, the... and they they mention Godric's Hollow a little bit and talk about Nagini being. In a Basilda Bagshot suit, um,
0: <laughs> and she says, "You know, maybe we'll have to go back again, and and we'll leave flowers for your parents." And he's like, "Ah, well, Hermione left a wreath. It was Christmas."
4: And she's um, all set to invent a new prank for Rita Skeeter.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And she doesn't like how he's the book made him feel, uh, but then they skip back to. When Ron came back and stabbed the Horcrux. Um, yeah. And then he had to go back to the tent and talk to Hermione, which was almost as scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's
4: still rubbing circles on his back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: And so they snog for a while and then realize that they should probably uh, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and she says goodnight. And then Harry wakes up early the next morning because Ron can't find his sweater. And he's leaving in an hour.
0: uh... Aren't there things called summoning charms? (laughs) Oh, but that's not nearly as much fun as stomping around and swearing and figuring out that Ginny probably took it.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
4: And And so Harry has to think about things for a bit. And yes, he's worried about her thinking she he's creepy because mm-hmm. he had a horcrux in him uh, but he goes downstairs and chats with Ron and Hermione for a while before they leave and and Hermione's worried about the whole thing cuz she memory charmed her parents and they're probably not going to be okay with it and what no they do shit,
0: and, Sherlock yeah and you know what about their <clears throat> practice and
4: well you know because she had to tell okay. everybody they were leaving indefinitely, and so they probably all got new jobs now. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So,
0: and it turns out that Ginny did have a sweatshirt.
4: <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she likes to steal things, including socks. Apparently, <laughs> shout out to Virginia, the evil house elf. There.
0: Well, um, and also because um, <clears throat> Melinda's dog is named Ginny. And Ah. Melinda's dog eats socks. Like, you can't... I mean, literally eats them completely. Swallows them. Uh, Why? That's just the way that Melinda's dog is. So you have to... You can't, like, take your socks off at Melinda's house because you won't have any to put back on when you leave. Oh, dear. I'm scared now. So I'm sure that that's a little shout-out to to her dog.
4: Could well be. And... uh, Ginny tells them to have a safe trip and bring me a souvenir, and Hermione says, we will, and Rod says, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) And then they head off, and that is the end of Chapter 7, which would almost be a good place to end, but we have one more. We do. This one is called Nightmares, and we get to see a longer portion of harry's nightmares for this one it starts with basically everybody being dead including people who aren't really and it's all his fault of course because of it's harry
1: course, Harry. Of course,
4: uh, and he wakes up and has to scourgify himself um <clears throat> and then yeah he's just he's really not doing too well with this whole thing no and he he didn't he hasn't yet asked the witch at the ministry for a dreamless sleep potion, although Kingsley mentioned it as an option and he kind of wishes he had now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and all he wants is a shower because he just feels dirty, but it's too early in the morning and the pipes will wake everybody up. So
1: he can't he goes have out shower. jumps in the lake. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Down in the pond and it's cold and he should have brought a flannel so that he could have washed himself and, Oh, a towel might've been a good idea Oh, Harry.
4: And he doesn't think of a drawing charm because he's not used to doing magic for everything yet.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. He doesn't remember Dumbledore doing it on him in the cave?
4: No,
0: apparently not. Apparently not
4: this time. (laughs) And he comes back in and Mrs. Weasley is up. He wants to know what does he think he's doing. Because apparently Weasleys have a charm on the door. So if anyone sneaks out, it wakes them up. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) This is why you don't go out the door, people. (laughs)
4: Yeah, they're fairly sure that the twins and Ginny have figured out a way around it. But
3: this is why you go out the window. Yep. But Mrs. Weasley apparently there's a very strict
4: rule in this house that you never go swimming alone, which (laughs) which is a good rule. He had no idea about. No, but yeah. At least
1: she's
3: got got her priorities straight, and the first thing she yells at him is, "You could have drowned instead of well, no."
4: Yeah. Well, so you could have died. You could have been seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Could've, you could have been seen. You could have died. And so she takes a step towards him, and he flinches and dodges, like he's she's going to hit him. And then that just freezes everybody in the room. And Harry, you know, drops his arms, and Missus Weasley is frozen in place with her hands covering her mouth, and Mister Weasley is has a trouble expression troubled expression on his face, and
4: they just they're very very and Mr. Yeah. Weasley says, it must have been cold. She, yeah, well, it was colder than I thought. And so she offers to make him some tea mm-hmm. and he doesn't really want to stick around, but he decides to anyway. And he apologizes for waking them up. And that's when they say, well, we have a ward on to let mm-hmm. them know if anybody's sneaking out. Um, yeah. And, uh, he's, you know, <laughs> leaking on the, uh, on his pajamas and, um, He's going, I should probably change. And Mrs. Weasley just casts a drying spell on him. And he's like, Oh, right. I could do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then he says, I'm going to go take a shower. And then she's like, Oh, Arthur. And Harry runs up the stairs.
4: Yeah. They have a bit of small talk about Ron and Hermione having a grand adventure in Australia and Mm -hmm. escapes. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: And then we go to Diagon Alley to clean up the shop.
4: Mm-hmm. And it is completely trashed. Yeah. Broken shelves. Windows are smashed. The, everything's been thrown on the floor. There's dust and the counter's been turned over. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Harry decides, uh, I'll go upstairs and look at the flat. Um, and they sort of assign areas of the shop to start with. Mm-hmm. And he figures, you know, being up there, he won't be as noticeable through the windows. So maybe they won't get swarmed. Um, and he also starts um, packing up Fred's things, mm-hmm. so George doesn't have to do it.
0: Right. Oh, Harry. And Fleur goes up to help. Mm-hmm. And Ginny's working on one of the desks. Percy says be careful of the bro- broken glass, because, of course, she can't do magic yet. Yeah.
4: Okay. I think Kingsley might consider eliminating the trace.
3: <laughs> okay, that's not true, though, because Dumbledore told Harry that as long as there isn't at least one adult witch or wizard around underage magic isn't detected, so she can and get away with it.
4: Harry hasn't told anybody else that, necessarily, and the Weasleys probably never told their kids, because mm-hmm. they don't want them to all be doing that.
3: Oh, good. come now, as if Bill and Charlie wouldn't have told the boys.
4: <laughs> hmm. I don't know.
0: It's
3: a bit or, a at least, or at least they wouldn't have figured it out themselves. Yeah, they might have yeah. figured it out.
0: Well, In this universe, Ginny can't do this. She's not going to... They. They don't want her to do it. They're coddling her, and you know, because she even she said, "I can do this stuff," and then, "Oh no, you're not of age. You can't go drinking with us because you're not of age." And so, you know, she's that I have less of the, an issue with. She's <laughs> the baby of the family, so they're coddling her.
4: <laughs> and, yeah, He's, she's only got three months to go until she's legal, and she's been going to the revision sessions and so on, and Hermione's left her a schedule. Of course and she, she has. Was, of course
0: she has.
4: <laughs> she hasn't necessarily been following, but, you know, she has a schedule. Yeah, because um, she's
0: not sure she wants to go back, and Mama will have kittens if you don't. Yeah. I know.
4: And Bill says, you know, you really should, because it's better to leave Hogwarts on good memories than bad. Mm-hmm
0: point. Yeah. And then he says, do you know what's going on with mom and dad and Harry?
4: <clears throat> no. Well, no, not know. They were acting a little weird this morning. Yeah. And they're not sure exactly what it is. Um,
0: and then Arthur arrives with food and she watches how Harry acts around him and she's like, yeah,
1: something's going on.
4: Going on, eating a sandwich on the farthest part of the room from Arthur. And so Arthur leaves again, because mm-hmm. he can tell.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't
0: want to leave Molly home alone.
4: Yeah. And Harry asks um, how things are going or Bill actually mentions, oh, I talked to the goblins and your account should be fine in the next few days. You'll get an owl. And Ginny's like, what's happening with the goblins? Oh, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, like, what's happening with the goblins?
0: It was <laughs> like, oops, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you hadn't told anybody that they took away all your money. You guys, assume that Harry
3: doesn't tell anybody anything. anything.
4: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you've been going without your money this whole time. I, like, I didn't really need it. It was fine. Uh, yeah. So he, Bill basically threatened them mm-hmm. that uh, if anybody found out they were withholding Harry Potter's money at this point when he's, you know, Star in the ascendant again, um, they might wind up with lots of people withdrawing their money and somebody could done, set up their Dale. own bank. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so,
1: I wish Threatened so proud. their
4: two major points of pride. And, uh,
3: yep. yeah. Nicely done.
4: And Mrs. Weasley has started cooking again. Yay. She's preparing dinner for everybody, even Bill and Fleur are coming. Um, mm-hmm. and, Harry is hoping that he is exhausted enough to sleep without nightmares. (laughs) Mm. And Charlie says, hey, there's enough of us here to play Quidditch. Why not try that?
0: Let's play Quidditch.
4: And Charlie's like,
0: yeah, because now I can find out who's a better seeker, me or
1: Harry.
4: Mm -hmm. And they dragoon Percy into playing the other keeper. And Ginny says she'll play Chaser on one of the teams. And Fleur can play on the other one. Except then they realize there's only one beater. Yeah. I can't
3: imagine Floor playing um, Quidditch and, oh, God, poor George.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So George runs off into the house and um, Bill goes after him and everybody's sad for a while. And, and eventually um, they, you know, start playing catch, at least with an apple. Um Yeah. And they just fly around for a while and toss apples a little bit. And then somebody's firing spells at them. Mm-hmm. Get
0: down, yeah. get down!
4: And, yeah,
0: they try to, they go down, and the burrow's under attack, and yeah, Harry's... They're still
4: held outside the wards, but they've taken down enough of them they can fire through them. mm mm-hmm. um, Okay,
3: who the hell... Oh, wait, they took them... Like, the enemy took them down, or somebody took them down? No, the The the
4: Death Eaters themselves have weakened the wards enough that their spells can get through, but Mm -hmm. they still can't. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Yeah. So, and and Harry and Ginny are together, and he's like, we've got to get back, and we've got to get to uh, Percy and Fleur, so...
4: They were on the other side of the the pitch, Mm -hmm. so... Then Percy gets hit with something, and mm-hmm. Harry, of course, goes charging out after him because they can't lose another brother.
0: No. And, uh, and he's got his shield up, and then a voice comes out, Mr. Potter. If you'd care to come outside the wards for discussion, no one else needs to be harmed. And what he hears in his mind you is... you allow
3: your friends to die for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, God. Don't do it, Harry! That's what they
0: want! Don't do it!
4: And Charlie explains that they haven't managed to really breach the wards. They can't mm-hmm. get through. Um, and Percy seems to have just been stunned, so he's yeah. fine and he wakes him up. But they're not in great cover. And in the process of trying to get back to the rest he gets hit with a cutting charm. Mm -hmm. And Harry doesn't really notice what he's hit with, but he has some sort of flare of pain, but just keeps going because he's in Harry and he's in the middle of the battle. Mm -hmm. And then they all manage to get back into the towards the burrow and uh, George and Mr. Weasley are helping Percy around and Ginny says, you're bleeding. He's he's like, I'm bleeding? Uh, uh, And (laughs) faints. And
0: <laughs> that's where Melinda said we should end this podcast. <laughs> she did. That's what. Yep, she did. yep. Because she's the one that that helped me come up with with the breakdown of this. Uh, so she said. She said this is where it should end the first time, and I said okay. So this is where we are ending.
4: And she's always been thanking her. Beta, and she says, up to this point, apparently, this chapter was her favorite, so... Mm -hmm. And um, she didn't show us the meeting with the healer, because there's going to be another one that has more plot relevance later, so Mm -hmm. we'll get to see that a little bit later. Um, Also, another neat thing, and this story has been um, at least nominated, I don't know whether in the course of things after chapter 5 was written, it actually won or not but it was nominated for a silver trinket Um, oh yes it did win Best New Story at Sink Into Your Eyes that's one of their little uh, awards that it does Um, and there is a note, there are notes on which chapter is it? Um, on the second chapter there's a reference to Ryan um, mm-hmm. We all would have had this years ago if it were up to him. And <laughs> yeah. it, there's, uh, there's more in next week's um, next week's chapters there's some more notes about
3: one of, I, I what, what was telling people. Sue about this earlier, but one of my notes about the author's note is longer than my notes about the chapter.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, chapter, Which one?
3: Chapter, chapter nine was one of them
1: because
3: ah. um, oh, it well, talks okay. about Jen.
4: Yes, that's what I was and, thinking of, too. So we'll have to get into that next week. Uh,
0: about, there's another one, too, somewhere. Well, I have to say that I was with Ryan when... And he, he'd he been talking to Melinda about the new fic, and she'd been telling him that she was writing it and, and stuff. But she wasn't going to send it to him because, you know, he... Got into this conversation with her about a comma over the last fic that never, ever got finished. So she wasn't going to send things to him. And then I was sitting next to him. I think it was at the dinner table. And all of a sudden he went, and we went, what? And he's like, nothing. We're like, what? And he's like, nothing. And he starts typing really fast. And pretty soon he goes, Melinda just sent me the first chapter because he had to write to her and say, can I tell them? So that was what we did while I was visiting in Boston. We were reading the first few chapters of this story. And she'd send send a chapter to Ryan and then Ryan would share it with Danielle and I and we'd all sit and read. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. It was really fun. So, yeah, it was cool. But, yeah, Ryan's reaction when he got the first chapter was so funny because he was just, you know, he's talking and he looked down and all of a sudden he was just, <gasps> we're like, what? You thought something terrible had happened. He's like, nothing. I'm fine.
1: You know? <laughs> it was cool. Uh, so, but there Speaking you go. Speaking
3: of Ryan and upcoming things, I really, really wish one of you could come to see Fantastic Beasts with me.
4: Mm. mm. That would be fun.
3: It would be fun to see it with.
4: <laughs> you. When are that? When is that supposed to be coming out?
3: November. Yeah. Well, so November is going to be a huge month because Gilmore Girls is coming out. Um, Fantastic Beast is coming out. Ryan, can we hang out, please? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm like, two and a half hours away.
0: Just go to Boston. You'll be fine. Fine, I say fine. Oh. And speaking of things to watch, and Scott, I didn't tell you about this because I looked, and it's not going to be where you are. But uh, mm. PAX is this weekend, next weekend. The weekend yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, and they're doing it at the theater. So I talked to one of my D&D friends, and I'm like, you want to go? And he's like, yeah, that sounds like fun. And then he wrote back, and he went, oh, wait, I don't like exhibitions. I only like Critical Role. (laughs) I don't want to go anymore. So it looks like I'm not going to go. Because I don't want to go alone.
4: I'll watch it on Twitch. (laughs) It's fun to go alone. I went and saw the Avengers alone, although I was literally alone. I was the only one in the theater.
0: (laughs) What? Really?
4: Yeah, it was weeks after it had come out. but
0: uh, uh, If it was local, I wouldn't have any problem going alone, but I don't want to drive into Portland alone. Not at uh, night.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm.
0: I'm not a good Portland driver. It's scary mm. in there. And the theater that I would go to is not in the best of town, part of town, so it's not huh. a great place to be alone. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Uh, but anyhow... I really like this story. I love that Melinda picked up and started writing again. Um, Mm,
4: It's really nice to see.
0: I don't know. I I guess I'll have to ask her. I don't know if this was the original story that she started way back when, the one that Ryan had the conversation, the comma conversation with her about, and she abandoned for a while and then she restarted it. Or if this is a totally different story, we'll have to ask her that question. But it was fun. It was really fun to be reading it, you know, um, getting chapters before they even went as, to they beta, came out. as they yeah. came out and being with Ryan and Danielle was that and during that beginning process, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And
4: yes. you know, I go ahead. I'm really enjoying it. i was intending to only read the first eight chapters just to be, you know, mm-hmm. in sync with our coverage, but I couldn't actually stop at that point, so I read like 14 <laughs> of them.
0: Yeah, that's usually how yeah. it works. And, you know, so. it's Melinda. We have the fun little things, the Charlie in a towel and things like that, but we also have the Harry is, you know, Harry loves Melinda, Melinda loves Harry, and she loves to hurt him. And, uh,. <laughs> And this is only the beginning, because, yeah, there'll be more. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. But She's, she is a really good author. She's one of the best in the fandom. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that one of her stories was um, Stolen. mistaken for Deathly Hallows. Yeah. But and, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this. It's mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of... It's... I guess it sort of counts as nostalgia, even though I haven't really stopped reading fic, but it's just um it still seems like going back to an earlier um time of reading things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe just totally. because we're we're going off of canon and continuing on kind of thing. And a lot of the stuff I've been reading lately is like crossovers and stuff like that. So mm.
3: yeah. this is the first fic I have read in years. I've completely been out of the fandom, fic-wise, for mm-hmm. at least a year and a half, probably probably about two, two and a half years now. I have, I just, I, I couldn't bring myself to read fic. And I don't know if it was because Cursed Child freaked me out so badly or what it was, but I'm like, I need something else. Like, I need, like, mm-hmm. you know, it left a bad taste in my mouth, so I'm like, I need something that's like... Good and nice, and, you know, not like happy, but you know, just a, just a nice something to read. Mm-hmm. So I I've I been dread this, and I was up until like two thirty in the morning. I was on chapter twenty something, <laughs> and I got to the point where I'm like, words don't make sense anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to go to bed. And my roommate had come home late and took a shower, and blah blah blah. And he wakes up the next morning. He's like, I hope I didn't wake you up when I took a shower. I was like, nope. No, nope, I was still awake.
2: <laughs> You're
4: good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there, Melinda definitely has her own style mm-hmm. um, I
1: yeah
4: I don't think if you know if if JK. Rowling had written uh, the next five chapters in between here, it wouldn't be exactly this because oh. I think melinda does go darker than jk would have
1: mm-hmm.
4: but um it it feels like it could be canon mm-hmm. even though I, I know it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't be exactly like this
1: mm-hmm.
4: but, yeah it's just, i like it it's good <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: i need to go back and reread the seventh
0: horcrux yeah. I know. I was it's thinking a, that tonight too, while I was while we were podcasting.
4: It's a great oh place God, to start our season. She's been
0: like totally poisoned.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that is what that, that came a seventh from? Orchestra? <laughs> uh, I think so. Could okay.
3: be. I'm pretty sure. Because I remembered that because I wrote about it in my in my notes when I was listening to whatever the heck I was listening to this morning. Okay, oh.
0: that, that's. What I know it it's okay. a Rinna
4: quote, but I don't know which podcast it was from. Yeah.
0: Well, it's from, um, I'm sure this is, this was the seventh horcrux they were in. the They take the diadem and it transports them somewhere and then there's a spider and and then they get back to Hogwarts. And yeah, I'm sure it's a Melinda. That's a Melinda story.
4: Mm, interesting.
3: Hopefully, I don't remember this. Hopefully I'm right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I guess we'll have to ask Belinda or find out um, if any of you listening happen to know what story we're talking about, let us know. Uh, (laughs) We do actually (laughs) still have forum threads on every single podcast, even though nobody ever comes and says things in them.
0: (laughs) Oh, Moni did today. Moni did today. (laughs)
4: Cool. This is true. (laughs) You continue to say many things in them that we can't understand unless we're listening to the podcast. (laughs) I know. (laughs) and they are very fun to read but um yes a lot of sue's um podcast posts stay rather lonely for a while Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: it took me ages to figure out where i had left off (laughs) because i sat. i went okay i know i got up to this point because the next one is one i've been on but then i don't remember how far so i sat there for a good 20 minutes and then it you know it does the thing where it's like Nobody's commented on this thread in a long time. Are you sure you want to? I'm like, yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. See, here we go. It's called episode 21. Bernard's been totally poisoned by dairy products. What? That's the name Uh, of the
1: podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. um,
4: This is back when Ryan was naming things and everything was a portmanteau of several things that happened. Mm-hmm. So this is probably the podcast where we first learned about Bernard the Goat, and then yes. also Totally Poisoned Tank.
1: And something power. else I about
4: dairy products.
0: Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's probably because Ryan wasn't in this one because of the... Yeah. No, I am joined by Jen and Matt and mm-hmm. uh, Lightning Free Rinna.
4: Always oh my good. god,
3: this is
0: where we learned Bernard died? Might be. Oh.
4: And, um... Does it say which pick it was? Or which? Yeah,
0: it says Melinda Leo. Chapters 24 oh, no, through 29 of Seventh War Crux.
4: No. Oh, okay, so you were right.
0: God,
3: the day's when we were covering five chapters.
4: <laughs> well, we only did eight in this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
4: We just took longer. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: That we did. The, the podcast next, uh, the next one in line is called... Earplug Special Edition Number One, Snaky Voldy Nookie.
4: <laughs> uh, yes, I remember that title. I don't remember what was in it. I'm not entirely uh, sure I want to. But yes.
0: I'm going to have to pull episode 21 to listen
4: to tonight. I still remember my first, I think the first one that came out after I started listening to them, or very recently, or very soon after anyway, was uh, Remus Lupin as a Lubricant.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <sighs> See, my titles are not bad. Want to know. <laughs> Three hat yeah. songs in a map. I thought that was a good title.
4: Mm-hmm. It works. All our titles are a little interesting.
0: Yeah, they're always a little weird. Well, we should probably close this out. It's past my bedtime, and I haven't eaten. Oh, not good. So, yeah. Well, we have our big meal in the about two o'clock. So. Hey. Basically, I need lunch, so. And I
3: have to well, the get- next time we talk, I can tell you about my summer. Yeah, your wild and crazy summer.
0: It was. It really was. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well. We will try again for next Monday. Tune in
4: next time on Potter for <laughs> <laughs> The flagship. To find out about Mooney's Wild and Crazy Summer. <laughs> you
3: Which may or may not get excised.
4: <laughs> yes, you may not find out about it at all. No. Tune in next time anyway. <laughs> and see if you get to find out. Yeah. And you will definitely get some more fic coverage from These Cuts I Have by Melinda Leo, chapters 9 through 16?
0: Something like that.
4: Yeah. 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 Hopefully you have enjoyed our coverage. Um, as Sue was saying before I interrupted, this is the original podcast of the Pick Weekly family of podcasts. If you'd like to get some more regular, slightly more up-to-date podcasts of things that are happening as we talk about them. That's on Point of View Weekly with Mm -hmm. Bob and Ryan and Danielle. And we also have, if you want to check into our backlog of podcasts, there's the Pofo Exchange, where various different people, uh, sometimes some of us and a lot of times other people, uh, talk about different fandom things. There's podcasts that have been done on Shakespeare and Galaxy Quest and all sorts of stuff, Uh, (laughs) including, I believe, the most recent ones were some treating the canon as fanfic things, which I still haven't listened to myself, actually. Um, I
0: think we stopped after three. Yeah, but he's only got
1: two podcasts out,
4: so... Mm -hmm. But there's a number of different things in there from a few years ago of various different fandoms. If you haven't listened to them yet, you'll probably find something that you'll like. Uh, There's also from years and years ago, there's the Pwncast of Rock, which had about, what, 10 episodes? I don't know. Mm, uh, they talked eight. about Wizard Rock for a while, and mm-hmm. you might enjoy some of those. And you get to listen to w- Wizard Rock as well, and you know, see how people were talking about it at the time when it was coming out. I believe that I think that's all of our spinoff podcasts. Mm-hmm. the The ones that remain most active are this one and Point of View Weekly. Uh, we will. Try and get these ones out in a relatively timely manner, but they tend to be a few months behind, just because Sue has a lot on her plate and she tends to take on most of the editing. <laughs> um,
0: you didn't mention Poofa Blaze.
4: Ah, yes, we also oh, have yeah. Poofa Plays, which is where, uh, which is our Twitch channel, which is where um, the Point of View Weekly episodes broadcast live when we do them, and Bob and I and some other people also play random games on them at various times. We've had a couple episodes of Star Wars games, Bob's played Pokemon a few times, various things like that, so if you want to follow us on twitch.tv slash you can see those things and also find out when we are broadcasting stuff live. Um, If you want to come and chat on the forums and make comments on our podcast posts and get sorted (laughs) into your houses and various other things, that is potterpickforum.com. Probably, if you're listening to this, you already know all these things, because I don't think we have very many new fans, but you'd never know.
0: Yes, we do. Well, not a lot, but we do. We've had some new Mm -hmm. people show up at the forum lately, too, so that's fun.
4: That is true. So, those are our various um, web presences. I think we have a Twitter, but we never use it. There is a Poufwa Facebook page that you can come in and chat, and we will also post about when we're going to be releasing episodes and when we're recording things and stuff like that there as well. Uh, All of those, anything with the word Poufwa in it is spelled P-O-U-F-W-A, because that is how Ryan decided it was spelled, and (laughs) he's the one who books all the domain names, Yes. There you go. And with that, hopefully you have enjoyed this episode of Season 8 of Potterpick Weekly from the Potterpick Weekly studios. I have no idea where we really are. We keep telling people we're in North Dakota, even though we really are not. And uh, come back and listen to us next week. Good night, everybody.
0: Good
1: night. Good night.
4: So oh, Hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our life.
3: Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.